A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. guy is, but he's really good. Good morning, folks. Welcome to the... I think he really stinks. The Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Back to my Duck Duck Rooter. Morning, guys. Morning. Morning, Captain Kirk. Chris Wayne spinning the hit. Yeah. Why is Chris so grumpy this morning? Yeah. Oh, it's because it's I, cold. I kind of came in late in the game this morning. You know, you guys were already here yep. and situated, and, mm-hmm. and Chris is like... It's the dog. Didn't even say good morning. You haven't figured it out. And they're pushing butt. What What was it? You yeah. figured uh, it out? His well, dog walked in so, and walked up to me yeah. and said hello. Yeah, said hello the dog to Kevin. walked up to me and, and literally he looked, looked in at there Chris and, and goes, said, no, nah, not going nah, in there. Not going in there. Okay, grumpy so zone. as always, there's a combination of factors. Okay, number one, um, I get up. I have, My alarm is set for 515, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. So my wife comes in and shakes me. And says, when, um, when are you supposed to get up? Uh-oh. And I said, oh, I hate that. 5.15. Mm-hmm. And I look at, the, I look at, at my uh, uh, iPhone. And? 5.11. <laughs> I oh, got poli- four minutes. I'm oh, like, police. really? 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 So you're going to get grumpy about four you're minutes? You're going to get grumpy about okay. four minutes? Well, yeah. In well, front well, of your beautiful well, wife? Listen. Well, yeah. When... When, okay, a couple things. One, ain't nobody pretty at 5.11 in the morning. Two, I don't know uh, about that. it's because I am sleeping at 5.11 in the morning, and I don't like to be waking up any earlier than I have to. Okay, so that's number one. Yeah. Number two, I get myself ready, I get myself out the door, and it's cold. It was so stinking cold. Well, you should have walked when you when you thought about getting mad. Okay, at five eleven, you should have walked in the bathroom, took a, took a look in the mirror, and then went back and took a look at your wife. And went okay. Yeah. No, like Damn, I, I said, have no reason to be yeah. upset. Like yeah. I said, ain't nobody <laughs> yeah. pretty, Agreed. and I'm uglier than most. So, granted, I'll I'll give you that. Okay, so then you know I drive here and I get here and then and then uh, I mean even Merle's kind of like down about it. I'm He's just, like no, you know Merle, what no, in the world's no, going listen, on. The dog Merle, still has not gone in that, that Merle that square is not at all down about it. He's laughing. He's like that little cartoon dog that goes. <laughs> oh, Lordy. That's him. 
He is a snob, mm-hmm. and he is just mean to me and standoffish until until he hears a food wrapper, and then all of a sudden he's my best buddy. Oh yeah, yep, well, ain't no that's doubt. Just, he knows he plays the game. He, he knows uh, the, he does. He does the know the game. Yep. So, hey, so by there the, you go. By the yeah. way, uh, I wanted to bring this up because um, our podcast. A lot of people love listening to uh-huh. our podcast, and uh, and I like listening to different. Podcast, but one of my favorite has been Joe Rogan. Oh yeah, and yeah, for sure, Chris, you listen to him at all? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. And so yesterday, I was on my way back from Georgia, and I uh, just want to bring this up because I mean, if, and I'll have to look it up to see exactly who this guy is. But he has some interesting people. Mm-hmm. Very, very. And sometimes what Joe says is spot on sometimes what Over he says top. is yep. is not dead spot on right. and right. he cusses like a sailor yeah yeah and, and i'm okay with that because he, yeah. i don't think he goes over the top with yeah it's it teaches own on that it gets, it gets edgy sometimes yeah it yeah well, some people sure. use the foul language and it's like they use it as a crutch yeah and i don't think that joe does that but anyway he, he, i just he, think that's how he talks he started going on this farming i'll be, I'll be damn this farming to- topic <laughs> And I, and, I, and I was sitting there listening to Joe give his opinions on farming, and I'm sitting there going, if Scott Parker were listening to this, uh-huh. Scott Parker might have a few things to say that this not quite accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, But anyway, there was a, the guy that he had on was Matt Taibbi, T-A-I-B-B-I. And this guy used to be a reporter for Rolling Stone, and he's oh, now – uh, he's done the Twitter file stuff. I mean, it was one of the most interesting. Yeah, lessons. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing he's doing the Twitter files. Matt yeah, Taibbi. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Elon Musk's right hand man for uh, with Twitter. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And folks, I, and the reason I say that is because first of all, to promote our own podcast, mm-hmm. you know, you can always listen to the Outdoor Show podcast on Spotify. You bet. But if you're also looking for something else that's fairly entertaining, this was a really good listen. Taibbi, Matt Taibbi that was on Joe Rogan and Scott Parker, don't get mad if you do listen to it. He probably doesn't listen to it. So, so was was Matt talking farming or Joe? No, it was Joe. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah, they got on some topic of this guy who's a German guy and and, uh, because they were talking about people that are influencers. Mm -hmm. And... And look, uh, and social media, obviously, because of the Twitter files and all that. And and look, we we promote, and the reason I kind of bring this up, because it, there's a lot of discussion lately about the outdoors and social media platforms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because you have TikTok and Twitter and Instagram and YouTube. Facebook and YouTube. I mean, all of these different applications, and it always seems like the outdoors and specifically hunting Yes. Seems to have this level of censorship. It's that getting targeted. It kind of makes you scratch your head. <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 a, there's, a bullseye, there's a bullseye on yeah. hunting related content. And, mm-hmm. and why? Well, it centers I mean, around guns. That's why. It's, well, it's, I mean, it's, it's vilified because of that. Well, and you're killing animals. Well, I mean, seriously. Let's just no, you're right. It. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants and, to say and, the, and, the K word. And, 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 and here's the other thing fishing's the same way, Jeff. I mean, yeah. it, it, it's being attacked. I mean, totally attacked. I mean, again, you're right. You look, look at, at those magazines I gave uh, y'all. Uh, yeah, you from look New Jersey. At, you 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 look at the lobster fishermen, and they put a law in by twenty uh, twenty thirty. They cannot have lines. 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 They got to use an apparatus that gets the cages yep. off the bottom, and the guy goes, "It's really dangerous." Right. 
Can you imagine that? Pulling what are they a lobster do? Send a diver down? I have no idea what they're going <laughs> to do, but they're going to have to have but, an apparatus but, to pull them up. But you know what that's going to mean? Rich guys get richer. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's, I, I just don't. You, you, you know what I mean? I mean, the poor guy well, who, who goes throws the lobster pot out pulls the line. I just don't know how you can lobster without a line. Oh, they 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 or how you can they, run a trap. They got of any some, kind without somebody a line. that's fresh out of college that figured it out. You know, I just, how you can do it. Anyway, the reason yeah, I yep. again the the censorship that's starting to exist is like wait a minute, what what yeah and you sit there and you kind of go and you wonder why and yeah. and and that's why this particular podcast kind of struck me and I was sitting there going I have just been so naive mm-hmm. because when you start listening to some of the discoveries that that he found in the Twitter files it yeah. makes you go. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! No, oh, yeah. Are you oh, really oh, serious? Well, you thought it, and everybody thought it, but right. nobody could see it. Now right. he's letting you see it. Yeah. It is a true thing. Anyway, I, mean, I think the, it's a great listen, and folks, if you the, haven't it, checked it out, the, first of all, check our podcast out on Spotify. But yeah. then also go and listen to this Matt Tybee interview with Joe Rogan, and uh, and also his voice. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's got he's got a very unique voice when he talks and it's just kind of mesmerizing. Anyway, right. I just I had a and I, I, I anymore when I get in the car, I like listening to different podcasts and interesting right. people. You know the the one thing that I've really come to grasp with over the last few years, it's and, and again we're not getting political here. I'm not, but I I've re- became very interested when Trump ran for president. I, I I loved watching different newscasts, but the one thing that 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 I started understanding is that they, as in a lot, a lot of folks in, 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 the, in the true cities, they don't know us. They don't understand us at all. I mean, they don't drive cars. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, yeah. you, you think yeah. about that. They don't yeah. drive cars, dude. That's, that's 100%. I mean, I was just sitting there looking at one of my favorite hosts the other night, and just like, I haven't driven a car in 10 years. I'm like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, seriously. Yeah, there's some people they, that just, they don't, I they mean, never cities, driven. They don't do thing, that. The they first park thing, them. The first thing we do every morning after a cup of coffee is we start something. Yeah. Car, tractor, truck. Yep. Um, four, boat. Four by four boat, something. You know, I, I, I just, it, it's, it, they don't, they don't get us. Yeah. They live you in know? a world that they think that everything can be run by somebody else. It's kind of like, it's, 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 it's kind of when we take people fishing. And I've had conversations yeah. with young folks, and I go, look, if, if tomorrow you lost all the power in the world, and you're fishing with them, right. little kids, <laughs> you know, they're like 16 years old, right. and, and all the stores didn't have any food in them, could you feed yourself? And they go, nope. No. No. You mean I couldn't go to the grocery store? Nope. No convenience store, no grocery store. Yeah, there's, there, really? needs, there needs to be a little bit better understanding of kind of where that stuff comes from that exactly. you buy at the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Agreed. the meat that you see on the right. aisle and the process that it takes to get that on a shelf. They want to avoid that conversation, though. It's just it's just kind of baffling sometimes hey. where there's not an understanding. And, you know, and, and you know, look, fortunately, I, I, I grew up, you know, we, we learned where that came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, we... We processed, butchered our own, killed our own beef, killed we, our own pork. You subsisted off of that. I mean, that's what we we learned. Because that's how we, we got protein. We did that. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of people like Kevin, like you're talking about, that grew up in a different area. They don't have any idea what that is or where that comes from or no, how it's no. happened. And, and I think sometimes that's that can be a ne- major negative. And for really having people understand each other because, you know, look, 
I, I I think it's great that if somebody wants to drive nothing, okay, and live no, in the city, yeah, I don't have I, a problem with I, that. I, I I do not. That's what I'm saying. Look, I I have, and I've had this conversation with you all. I I I don't ever want to go to New York City, but I, I don't. I I have no interest, but but I have no problem with with them. And I love you, the, you, I love you, you see our problem. I know I you love. do. And yeah. here it brings up the problem you were just talking about. We've sat on the the beanbag chair. For years, eating Cheetos, eating Cheetos, right? <laughs> Dr- drinking or whatever, yeah. an iced tea or a Budweiser. Going, hmm. It's when they tell you, "Well, you can't do that." That's where we've gotten right. to the point where, look, you guys can't do that. You can't. You're not. You can't drive that big truck. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You know, <laughs> it, it's pushing in that direction. It's like, no, no, no. You can't kill that fish. Right, we, we, we. You know? I totally shouldn't have gone down this avenue. Well, yeah. to get. <laughs> To get Kirk all fired up, yeah. so, so let's change it here, and we're okay. we're gonna we're gonna dance around a little bit today. Yeah. We got a but we got a lot to talk about already. today because we, we had a we had a lot going on this week, and uh, let's uh, let's start the morning out here with a bearded pig story from Mike. Morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, guys. This morning, short and sweet. Oh, we like that. I, I got so tired of hearing about the bearded pig, and I've been listening for years. <laughs> bearded pig, this bearded pig, that. That's right. I said, okay, I'm. Let me find one. So I found one downtown, went in, and I got the beef rib. Oh, oh yeah. you got the beef Wait, rib. You went right to the top. And and, and all I'm saying is, uh, took it home, sliced into it, went back the next day. <laughs> got, another, got another one? I got another one. Uh, I shared it with, of course, my wife, but I told one of the neighbors, I said, hey, you got to taste this. Yep. So the next day, I went back. Got another one. Do you want any size? They go, no, I'm afraid. I don't want to get addicted to the place, but I'm not putting any more beef ribs on my pit or brisket ever again. Uh, Right? I'm just telling you, that is amazing. It's like prime uh, rib on a stick. It is uh, amazing. Thank you, guys. And that's it. Simple hey, as that. Hey, Mike, I got a suggestion for you. Uh oh. Here it goes. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, just just, just, just seriously. The next time you go, Uh-oh. okay, Uh-oh. and it's, it's something that's kind of unique that most people don't think of. It's called the Frito Pie. Oh. Seriously, next time you go, order the Frito Pie with brisket, okay? And okay. it's very, it just, trust me, Frito Pie with brisket and get a little extra brisket. And that's all you need, Mike. Yeah, just have, just have that. I'm going to tell, tell you right now, that was enough. Uh, the story is true. Uh, I even mentioned your name, and uh, didn't get you anywhere, did it? No, no, (laughs) not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Who? But anyway, thanks a lot. Yeah, man. All right, thank you, Mike. Show every week. All right, man. Bye. Yeah, and uh, here's the deal: we uh, we had our eighth annual Angelwood Walter Chuck Foster Sporting Clay Shoot out at Jacksonville Clay Target Sports. Yeah, I got. I I probably messed it up out of Jacksonville Clay Target Sports on Thursday. And the Beard of Pig has been doing the lunch for a couple years now. Uh-huh. And it's just unbelievable. And we had we had the chicken. We had pulled pork, pulled pork coleslaw, yep. did you, mac and cheese. Did you cut in line again? No. No? No, they had actually, it open pretty early. He waited till the very end oh. when everybody else was done. I had a little snack before, just oh, kind of an appetizer. Okay. But you, then you and here, here's the thing that they had that was just, uh, did you have one of them cookies, some chocolate chip cookies? I'm trying to get away from sugar. 
but Doc Doc Pennington had one, and he bit into it, and he was like, mm, <laughs> "This is really good." <laughs> oh, it was said, so good. I said, "Hey, look, I'm not going to eat one. Get two. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. All right, so let's go ahead and do a weather forecast here before we take a break. Brought to you by the Bearded Pig, and and seriously, uh, thank you, Chad. And thank you, Bearded Pig, because the the food was exceptional. Yeah, thank you for and doing that. That's the beautiful thing about the Bearded Pig is Mike just called in and said, and that was not a setup. Now that's Mike calling in on his own. Uh, I'm going to skip the synopsis and get right to the forecast. And today it's northeast 10 to 15, becoming east 5 to 10 after midnight. Seas 3 to 5 feet, seven, sec- uh, seven second intervals. Tomorrow, east winds. Are you doing land or marine? Marine. Huh. I got a totally different forecast. Where I'm, so I you, got I got northeast at twenty five today. Really, yeah, it's getting with it at yeah. the beach. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm more on the uh, you know how you have far offshore. Yep, and then you have the near inshore. I'm doing the near inshore. This is near too. That's weird. I, 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 I'm not. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just because I, I, I always read along with you, and I'm like, wow, that's totally different. Okay, though. well, well, I'm 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 going to do it again. Okay, yep. just so that we make sure that um, National Weather Service. Yeah, you got to refresh the feed. I uh, no, don't have to refresh it. Okay, and so here we go. Okay, north, northeast, fifteen to twenty-five knots. Right. Okay. Four to five feet. Mm-hmm. Five seconds. So it did change. Yes, yeah. it did change. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so Sunday, east winds five to ten knots. Three to four feet. And then Monday, west winds five to ten knots, two to three feet, with a dominant period of eight seconds. Tuesday, southwest winds ten to fifteen knots. Oof. Wednesday, south winds five to ten knots. It's coming. But it's going to be increasing ten to fifteen in the afternoon. And then Wednesday night, south winds ten to fifteen as well. That, that's, that's a good a forecast. Pretty good forecast. Well, yeah, did you it, see the temperatures? It, no. no. Look, Tuesday, look, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. It's going to be in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 80s. Yeah. All right, and the tide well, By the port. way, if you haven't walked outside, it ain't in the 80s today. Not right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> 42 when yeah, I left the beach. That's right. Tide report brought to you by Angie Subs. We'll be there today. Cannot wait. My daughter now thinks it's tradition that you have to go to Angie Subs on Saturday. That's okay. Yeah, hey. since, since you don't have to work anymore right Twist now. Twist my arm. Yeah, yeah, How bad exactly. can it be? Twist yeah. my arm. Okay. Today at uh, 12.51 p.m. is going to be low tide. That's a negative... Point five seven seven oh nine p.m. Tonight it's going to be a high tide. That's a four point three six. And then if you take a look at tomorrow at seven forty seven a.m. tomorrow, that's a high tide and that's a five point two nine. That's pretty high. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. Yesterday it pushed up, and when it turned with that west wind, it was getting out. It, it was cooking out mm-hmm. of that inlet. I mean, cooking. I bet it was. All right, now let's take a break here on the. Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Cool music. Do you know who it is yet? I have no idea. Oh, I do. Oh, Steely Dan. Nope. 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 <laughs> Funny. No. Nope. Uh, it was single artist for a while. He had a groove. It's right on the tip of my tongue. Nice. 70s groove right here. Yeah, yep, it is. It is. Yep. God, it's killing me, Chris. I can't remember. You ready? Yeah. Pablo Cruz. Yep. Pablo Cruz. Love will you love will you find give me a two days and I wouldn't have yeah, figured that out. I wouldn't have figured that out either. I That's do like the song though. But it's oh, great. I mean, this was tune, uh, this was a total 70s hit. Yes. Old hippies, mm-hmm. man. Total yep. 70s hippies. hit. Yeah. Anyway, we had a, we had a great week this week and. Uh, 
and the reason it was great because I I got out on the water mm-hmm. and fished this week and spent a little time in the woods mm-hmm. and burned some gunpowder. I mean, does it get any no, better than it does that? Not. That sounds like a good week to me. I mean, no. it's like the the perfect trio. Mm-hmm. And I got a I got to share this story of uh, my fishing trip and and it's going to be kind of associated with our ring power tip of the week but fred miles my buddy fred said hey man what are you doing on wednesday and i said well you tell me what What am i doing doing on wednesday (laughs) and he said let's go fishing down at uh uh, crescent lake and because there's two lakes that are joined down there and i did i'm kind of learning all this stuff it's crescent and dead lake Mm -hmm. so he said we're gonna go spec fishing well he had had uh covid a week or two ago and so he was like, you know, if I can't be around anybody, then I'll go ahead and go fishing. So he went spec fishing down there and mm-hmm. crushed them, mm-hmm. crushed them. He was telling me all about it, sending me pictures and all this kind of stuff. And he said, let's go back. I said, let's go. What do I need to bring? Uh-huh. You don't need to bring anything. I'm like, all right, that's even, even better. better. And so, uh, so I did bring something. Tara had made a homemade zucchini bread. So I brought a bunch of chunks of that and get to the boat. Or uh, meet Fred down there in St. Augustine, hop in the truck with him, and he's got the, the boat hooked up. He's got a flats boat. And I drive down there, we get on the water, and, I, and I'm, I'm looking at all these rods in the boat, and I'm going, oh, so. It's like, like a store. Yeah. It's it, like 10 rods. Well, it looked like a jumbled mess. <laughs> and I said, so are we going to troll? Because, you know, he told me that he had been trolling. Right. Have you guys ever trolled for specs? Never. No. Me either. No, no, yeah. but I know that they do it, I mean, a lot. I've seen pictures. Yeah, me too. Of, of, the, of the PVC pipes. Right. But I've never seen the pipes deployed, you well, know, with and, the little poles. And, and, and it's, it's funny you should say that because I saw on the way to Georgia last Saturday, I saw like one of those bass tracker boats. Yep. And it, I, I'm telling you, it had 10 of those rod holders on each That's side. That's the you know, interesting you, thing. Yeah, yeah. I so, like, I, so here's the thing. There's this group i mean there's a there's a collection of people that are absolutely eat up absolutely with spec fishing yes, i mean they, like travel the world yes to catch specs yes which by the way people some people are maybe going what, what is a spec it's crappy it's a, it's a black black crappy crappy or a crappy yeah okay crappy crappy Chocolate. whatever you want to call it exactly okay everybody's yeah. got a different way yeah. of pronouncing perch it. yeah perch. white perch and it's not really yeah. white perch louisiana they call them chocolat right they call him what? Can we, Chocola. Can, can we bring Captain Chocola. Scott in for this conversation? Because sure. he loves mm-hmm. to spec fish. Sure. Yeah, he's, he's caught. Morning, Scotty. Good morning, Scotty. Hello. Morning. How are y'all doing? Good. That's me. So, so Scott, we we pull up to the boat ramp, and there's a few people kind of already just easing away from the ramp. And I'm looking at some of the rigs that they got, and I'm going, my God. Yeah, what are we doing here? So yeah, and and, and I'm going to try to do my best to describe it. So picture an 18 foot bass boat John boat combination, mm-hmm. okay? And there's one guy in the front seat, and then in the front seat, if he's sitting on that seat, trolling motors in front of him, mm-hmm. he's got seven rods, maybe eight rods. All, like like put your put your right arm out to your right and spread your fingers out wide. Mm-hmm. But imagine you had eight fingers. Okay, so he's got eight rods on the right. He's got another eight rods on his left that he can literally grab with his left arm. So there's right. eight rods he's fishing with his left arm. There's eight rods he's fishing with his right arm. So he's got 
rod holders right there next to him in the in the gunnels with PVC pipes. It's no, it's it's There's, some of it's metal. They a lot of it is uh, really is it's like a aluminum because it's it, they want to make it light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so they have these rods and and so this one stem comes off the deck of the boat. Okay, and it comes up, and then from there, there's seven rod holders off of it. I've never understood why. I'm a Kevin. Spider rig. They call it spider rigging. I, I, it looks I, like a spider. I, I, all I can yeah. think of is a why, tangled. What do you mean, why what? A why, tangled mess. Why, why so, so many? many? Yeah. Well, I, I guess they figure that the more baits in the water, the more you can catch. But, but how I, many rods can you fish with? Yeah, That's, exactly. So, well, so, I'm I mean, here I mean, to tell I, you. I mean, I'm, I, I, look, I get three and three. Right. You know what I'm saying? Totally I mean, get that, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I okay. get three and no, three. Dude, eight, Kevin, eight. Kevin yeah. seven or eight yeah. on the right, seven or eight on the left. Now, the dude in the back of the boat, okay, he's got his seven or eight off of one side, seven or eight off of the other side. And I I'm sitting there going. I just don't get that part. I don't and, either. And, there's, and the fish, if, if they're going to bite, they're, they're straight down, okay? The, right. the, yeah. the baits are straight down. Uh-huh. So, so they you're, have, you're barely moving. They're the yep. they're they're trying to troll and 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 Fred has mastered this okay at about anywhere from point eight to one point one miles per hour on a trolling motor on a trolling motor okay 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 so you're just driving crawling. around crawling you're and crawling you, and you've got it at different depths mm -hmm. okay and on uh, a quarter or an eight ounce jig head it no it depends. Different. It, no, it right. no, it, it depends. Okay. Okay. It can be up to one ounce lead. It can be up to one ounce lead because the the the, the more weight that you have, the more straight down the bait stays, so it doesn't tangle with right. all of your other rods. Right. So, right. so you have you know the lead, and then you have that little, and they're, the, this is artificial now. Oh yeah. A lot of these guys yep. are doing this with artificial, so you'll have essentially curly tails or haul flies or some kind of other jig, you know, mm -hmm. small little jig that are hanging down. Well, these, and here's the crazy thing. These guys are from New York, Georgia, no. Texas, yep. Louisiana, uh, Iowa, Nebraska. Dude, the number of different states that were on the water. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. People are traveling. I, I, uh, well, I, I cool. guess it's like our deer hunting, though. Here's the thing. You know how we would travel to go turkey hunting? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or that somebody else would travel the country to hit the rut in different places? Yeah. You know, maybe hit Iowa yeah. in November, hit Texas well, I mean, but, but, in uh, January, uh, Alabama. Look, Scott, I mean, think about this. You know, I just had uh, three weeks ago Grandpa Jimmy and, mm -hmm. and, and Jimmy and Cal, yep. right, from Indiana to go hog hunting. When they found the specs, when they found out the specs were biting, oh, buddy. that 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 lit them up right, right out the window. Lit them up. Oh, that's well, all they, they wanted. They to just do. thought that they, they just thought this is this is like heaven. So uh, anyway, the these guys that were doing this had different rigs. Like I mean, these guys are like pros, man. I mean, these guys. Yeah. I mean, they're eat up with it and they're loving it. And and uh, Fred had a different they got, like, way. Fry reels. Fred had a different so like, way of doing it. And uh -huh. so let's take a break. When we come back, I got to tell you guys. Okay. And, Hangles, and hopefully I'm not giving away his secrets oh, to right Speckfish. Okay, buddy. But uh, we'll do that right. right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, if you need a tire, tire outlet locations all around Jacksonville and a great service department as well. All right, uh, let's get uh, Scotty Shank back up. More Scotty. 
That's me. That's you. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll return to my story in a minute, but uh, how's the fishing been this week? I don't know. I tried to talk my charter out of it this morning. I told him I'd give him one and buy one, just not to go this morning, but they're bound and determined they want to Today? Go. <laughs> yes. Oh, you are going to be so happy. Oh, I'm in such a great mood right now. You should uh, just, because uh, Kevin calls me Debbie Downer because I'm always bitching. Oh, you ain't even started. I've already started at 5 o'clock this morning bitching. Him and Chris. You guys are two hang out, in a pod. Uh, hang out more often. Yeah. He'll be like, speaking oh, like a long, speak glum and glummer. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Let's out there today. Two of the seven dwarves. Yeah. That's well played, sir. Yeah. That actually put a smile on my face. Yeah. Grumpy yeah, and too. grumpy. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I'm grumpy. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I where you, yeah. are these people from? I have no idea. They flew down, and it's a three-boat charter for two days. Wow. Me, me, Captain Rob, and Captain Steve. So okay, look, hey, started. if I flew down somewhere, yeah, and I had two days planned of fishing, I want to go fishing. I'm going fishing. And here's yeah. the deal: what's yeah. so bad about fishing today? It's what, just going to be windy. That's all you're going to. I mean, there's places. Northeast. There's places to get out of that. You got to find a oh, hole. I know. But the whole thing is, Jeff. Honestly, I just went over and got bait and came back here. We don't leave till nine, mm. and. I mean, so I mean, there's you can't see any grass. So oh. whatever projective low tide at at eleven thirty or twelve o'clock today, mm. you, I mean, it's just gonna be raging. Like Kirk said earlier, it's just gonna be raging all day. I oh mean, yeah, literally. I'm gonna Kevin Kirk. You know where I'm going. I'm going south, <laughs> and I got two creeks that I'm gonna stay in for four hours. You looking at I'll the golf course? Yeah, that's right. You got it. <laughs> yep. It's all good, man. Yeah, the golf course. <laughs> and, you know, days no, like well. today, and, and seriously, when you have weather that's challenging, I think sometimes it, it can make you, and here's the thing, do, some, you, do something different. Makes you a better captain. Well, yeah. the, the, oh, it I, does. It does. The, the, one it thing, just, the, the one thing that'll do is make you patient. That's right. Because you can't yes. go everywhere. Right. You know, well, if you, know, if you know something, like you know where they're going to come through, you just got to wait for them sometime. Right. And that's it. But man, when you got four guys on the boat and they're all looking at you with, you know, with yep. eight set of eyes and you're trying to make every excuse in the world, go figure on that one. True. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, stay warm. All right. Well, good luck and don't be such a grouch. I'm not. But I want to tell you guys, I know Jeff was telling that story, but I never gone freshwater fishing and me and our good buddy, Travis Tabor, remember Kevin? Yep. We went brim fishing this time. We were supposed to go spec fishing. Ended up brim fishing. Jeff, I get in this, in, I mean, I'm not small, neither is Travis. We get in like this 14-foot bass tracker. It has a 38 Special on the back of it. If you all remember what a 38 Special Absolutely. Evan Rib was. No, what is that? It was built in 1988. Yeah. Okay, that's why they call it a 38 Special. What is it? For it's, their a, it's, it's a Johnson. Or it's an an old, yeah, it's an old clunker. Yeah. Okay, I got old you. Old clunker. I mean, I like you. 40 years old clunker. Makes so much noise and you can't hear yourself think. Smoke. I mean, there wasn't a gnat, a mosquito that, that <laughs> made it through that morning. Way different than running our Yamahas. But anyhow, what'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, well, you know, the, you know those motors, and you've seen this before, Jeff. When they're idling. They go, hey, da, da, they're yeah, going, they're shaking totally, left and right. Yeah, yeah, right, right yeah. shaking around. That's exactly it. Is that thing all right? Oh, it runs like a dog. It runs great. And then he has to put it in neutral to clear it, and it's just this big smoke. Yeah. 
you had to like, you had to put a neutral just to give it a little RPM. You did just to clear it so it would keep I, running. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, it would stall. Yeah. We used to walk over to the dock and go, hey, "Excuse me, sir, yeah. would you mind cutting that thing off?" We all, all trying to can't breathe. breathe. We yep. can't breathe. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, good luck, Scotty. Thanks, buddy. Do something different. Bye, guys. Catch him up. All right. Good luck. Yes. So uh, to get back yeah. to this little uh, spec fishing story, so. Uh, we're we're getting ready. We're, we idle out, and, Fred, and Fred's got a great boat. It, he bought this boat from Ernest. It's a flats boat, and he redid it, you know, himself. And then he hired some people to do some of the things that he can't do. Mm-hmm. Fantastic job. I mean, it's a great flats boat, laid out perfectly. Well, he's got this bar across the back, so it's a flats boat. It's got yep. a pulling platform, and the pulling platform has two rod holders on each side mm-hmm. for out the back, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> and then. He built this homemade contraption that has a rod holder that stretches from run, one rod holder on one side all the way t- across the back, or the whole back of the boat to the rod holder on the other side. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a piece of aluminum. It goes in each rod holder on each side. And then it has these um, half semicircle rod holders on all the way across this bar. And it's actually made out of the old blue PVC pipe cut in half and slices. Okay. So there's rod holders, and they, and they have bolts going through this little aluminum bar, and so you can spin and adjust these rod holders to positions. Well, you remember I talked about the cluster of rods? Oh, well, yeah. There's all these rods that were in the boat, and so now he, I said, what do I need to do? He said, just stand back and watch the master. <laughs> <laughs> right. Typical friend. I can yeah. only imagine. Okay. So Get out of the way. got the you know, self-deployed. You know, uh, Minkota puts it down, puts it on one mile an hour, starts going. Now he breaks out these rods. And I'm looking at these rods, and there's two of each kind. Well, the reason there's two of each kind is because each colored rod Mm -hmm. represents a different length. Yep. Okay, so on the outside rod holders go the 12-foot spec rods. 12-foot. 12-foot flimsy. Like cane pole. Uh, kind of like cane poles, but like rod, flimsy, and they, and they got like one thousand reels on them. Yeah, little tiny reels. You know, yeah. with f- either four or six pound test mm-hmm. fluorocarbon leader, and they got some kind of curly tail on them. So he gets the wide one out first. Okay, like an outrigger. It's like an outrigger, mm-hmm. exactly, uh-huh. and it's way out wide. Oh yeah, and then, so that's the twelve footers. Uh-huh. Then he gets the ten footers out. Okay, and they're the the they're different color. So the 10-footers go out, and he's got different varied colors on the jigs, which I'll get to in a minute. So then he puts the 10-footers out. Then he puts the 8-foot rods out. Hmm. And then in the polling platform rod holders go the 5-footers. So now we've got 8 rods out across the back. Looks like the fan of a turkey. And then occasionally he had one extra rod that he would put a floating cork on, and it was the shotgun. Oh, it was a shotgun bait. And the okay. shotgun, he would put a floating cork on it so that because it was so long and that much line out, you didn't want to have it, that one drag. Right. So that one stayed up a little bit. Huh. And so we trolled around just like this. So I felt like I was kingfishing. Oh, yeah. But I'm, and I'm going, up. is this really going to work? Now, you're trolling in the middle of the lake. By the weeds. Now we're out. We're out in the middle. Just, I mean, we're just you know circling around. And here, and there's people are all over the lake. Okay. There's some that are up on the bank fishing for specks that are not trolling. Uh-huh. There are plenty of people trolling around, and we're just trolling around the lake. And no he, specific. No. 
No. There's depth, I think. Yeah. There's certain depths that he likes. There are areas that he likes. But he said they move a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reasons why you troll is you troll around and try to find them. Hmm. So when you would get a bite, the rod, of course, would bend, but you would not stop trolling. Because right. if you did, oh. all your jig heads would float to the bottom and get stuck. Tangled. So, and we know how soft mouth specks are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crappy. Very yeah. soft mouth. Kind of like speckled trout. Maybe even like, so- softer. Like, like a wheat fish. Yeah. Super soft. Yeah. yeah. So now you've, you've got to reel this speck in while you're trolling with seven, maybe eight other rods out, depending if you got the shotgun out. And avoid so tangling you're, up. You're, you're, you're going underneath of this rod and over that rod and underneath of this rod and trying to you know bring it in and, and keep it on the hook at the same time. And, he bring, and the first one we catch, I was like, holy crap, look at the size of that speck. Right. I mean, huge. I mean, it was like that big. Yeah. Three pounds? No, 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 no. I mean, like Two. the state record's like three and a half yeah, or okay. something yeah. like that. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's a pound? It, it's a pound. Yeah, I'm, I'm a like, wow, fish. that's yeah. a big speck. Yep. And so, I, we, we do this for a while, and it's hook one, hook one, hook one. And I'm watching all these dudes with these spider rigs, you know, that seven off the right in the front, mm. seven off the right, left in the front. And, all, and we're catching more than them. Mm. And I'm like... Fred is the master. Yeah, he is the master. <laughs> yeah, dialed in. So, uh, two questions. Yeah. Is there a size limit? No. Is there a limit? Um, I think it's tw- it, it, 25, maybe. Or I, I don't even know if there's a limit. I mean, I, I think there is. I think, it's, I think you're right. 25, maybe? Yeah. No, I no think size. it's 25 panfish. Do they consider a I, special I, perch a, a And I think, I think they're, they're different. But, I mean, we, we weren't approaching 25. Right, so right. We probably caught through the day. Um, and it was me and Fred, and then eventually a, guy, uh, a friend of his, Jim, came with us, and so there's three of us. We drove back to the dock, picked him up, and we went back and started trolling again, and we had a great time. Uh, I'd say we probably caught 25, 30, you know, probably 20 keepers in the live well, something like that. Right. You know, there's some smaller ones we kept throwing back, you know, did, if they were did, small. Did you keep some to eat? No, I didn't. No. Okay. No, I didn't. I had to go pick up Taylor from school, and Fred had somebody that wanted them, and good. I was like, yeah, that's hey, good. Yeah, you yeah, know, so. Yeah. But it was an absolute ball. Yeah, that's good stuff. But the cool thing is, is that uh, just like everything else, you're always thinking about, just like king fishing, do you, do you use a skirt? Do you, uh, what color skirt? Do you use a bigger pogey? Do you use a single pogey? Do you a double pogey? Uh-huh. But all those decisions. 20, 25 fish. 25, that's what yeah, I figured. Yeah. But the decisions that are with with trolling with the, for the specs is what weight jig head, what kind of jig head, what color jig head, and then what color curly tail. Do you use curly tail? Do you use a different type of body that doesn't have the curly tail, that just has a straighter tail? But the uh, And then he hands me a pack of this... Uh, color of a jigs and the color was john deere john deere green really john deere green the yellow right and, and the, the green. green how about that and i'm sitting there going i wonder how much money they had to pay to get the rights to use that name as a color on this particular ticket but but uh, the darker colors seem to work the best the purples and the blacks right with like little kind of like whiter or chartreuse tails but but i mean what, what you, an absolute ball when you when you hook like three or four at a time you're just you let one fight the rod, and you just reel one in. You yeah. flop it on the deck. Or That's you, right. You just yeah, lay it on yeah, the yeah, deck. Yeah. Was, was there was there a lot of times when you had doubles, triples? A couple times doubles. I don't think we ever really had a triple. Right. 
Yeah, but there was doubles. Because you you think about a school of, of specs. Right. You yeah. know, I mean, you, you might go over 50 fish. And, uh, and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, all, all eight rods go off or something. Right. You know, that could be. And that, I've seen that happen in kingfishing. I mean, where sure. all, all of them go out and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yep. And, and it's chaos. Mm-hmm. It was know? it was so much fun though, yeah. just doing something different and yeah. fighting yeah. these light panfish on these flimsy. And what's the rod that we have known for years that was always known as flimsy? The Noodle? ugly stick. Oh, like the old ugly stick. Yeah, yeah, the you old, know, ugly the old whippy ub- yeah. ugly stick. You know, you're using those kind of rods. Fiberglass, but they're yeah. twelve foot long. Yeah, <laughs> rod. Fun. And so here's the challenge: if you've got a twelve foot rod. How do you get it close to the boat, the fish? I guess you got to swing, swing it in. It's good, right? I yeah. mean, it's that's a challenge, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you had a twenty-five foot boat and a twelve foot rod, right. no problem, right? But when you've got an eighteen foot boat with a twelve foot rod, where do you go? Because you've got eight rods out the back, and so how do you how do you end up managing that situation? That's always a challenge, but it was fun. That's good stuff. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show and. I'm going to clean up this coffee that I just spilled. <laughs> Smooth. That's right here. And the, uh, so uh, don't tell anybody at uh, management, but if this keyboard stops working here listening. in the studio, it wasn't my fault, I swear. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, uh, if you're looking to come and hang out with us, March 18th, we're going to be at the new Hagen Ace Orange Park store. Where's Where's that at? Uh, I'm glad you asked that. Yeah. I will, I will find out okay, here. Find out. But it, seriously, I, when you said Orange Park, I... I I was thinking San Jose for some reason. Nope. Yeah, that, that ain't yeah. Orange Park. Yeah, that's no, right. they that have ain't. a they have a new location. Okay, that's in uh, Orange Park, and it's a new store that just opened recently. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've got it right here. Uh, Park Avenue. It's that's on Park Avenue. Seventeenth okay. mm-hmm. Park Avenue. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, we will be there March 18th. And I know we've had some people that were requesting stickers. Uh, hats, hats, decals. Yes. Are we going to uh, have any there? Maybe for people to come and get one. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and I've tried to answer as many people about the decals that can, um, at, the, at the Christmas show we got crushed. I mean, so everybody – so I, I, I'm having to order um, more more decals. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know yeah. what we should get? What? We, in terms of swag that I think would be really cool. What should we get? We should get a special outdoor show edition Chevy Silverado from Nimnik. That would be cool. Yeah, that would be yeah. great. Yeah, that would that's, be very cool. That's yeah. great giveaway swag, right uh, there. Billy, yeah, Billy, what do you think, Billy? Yeah. Come on, Billy. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you. I, yeah, oh, look, so, I, but seriously, I, seriously, I thought he was going to say like a little camo a trim on it, or yeah, you know, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. you know, he comes up no. with a, with a Chevy yeah, truck. Yeah. Go, go big or go home. Okay, that's right. Yeah, that's. But like I'm that. looking forward to it. Uh, it's a new store, and it has a uh, it's a Hagen Ace, and then it's also a Hagen Coastal Outfitters, and looking forward to that. Uh, again, that's March 18th. Tonight, I will be down at the Hagen Ace and Hagen Coastal Outfitters at the uh, Green Coast store. Doing what? Ladies' night. Ladies', ladies night. Ladies' night. I ladies get to go night. to ladies' night. Man. What? Yeah, I'm getting to MC. They've got giveaways and stuff at you're, ladies' you're, night you're, down you're there You're MCing. Tonight. Yeah. We could do something like in a big and like thousand women. You know. You go sit down there in a lifeguard you, you, chair. You know, you know who Longman's <laughs> boss is. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, yeah, my wife. She'll be like, <laughs> you'll be like in your speedos, like Baywatch. Oh, my oh, no, autograph. No, I won't be in my speedos. I can tell you that. Uh, we, we all like what we just had to eat. <laughs> but uh, looking forward to that tonight. And uh, if you're a lady and you registered for ladies' night down at the. A store down in Green Cove Springs. Look oh, forward yes, to seeing it's you tonight. Ladies night I, I, I just think that that's genius. Right. Oh, yes, what is? Ladies night. The, the, the ladies' night at Ace Hardware. I mean, oh, yeah, it's uh, awesome. Saturday, just, Saturday night. Hey, honey, so you know. here's, hey, honey, here's the other thing. You, know, you, 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 uh, bunch of drunk women show up, yeah. you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> Listen, this is, <laughs> yeah, we're no, not. this is funny. <laughs> uh, there's actually, I just saw it on Facebook, and uh-huh. a woman, friend of mine, she goes to church with me. She, is signed up on Facebook to go. Oh, yeah, to that event tonight. So. Oh, and he, here's here's. Do the, they have food? A, yeah, they got they got they actually brought in this dude. That is a uh, incre- don't, don't tell me he's a fireman. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> or, a, or a police officer. No, he's not a Chippendale. <laughs> yeah, he's not a Chippendale. Show up dressed like a woman. <laughs> it sure is hot. Bright red lipstick. Sorry. He is. <laughs> he's actually this. And Chris, so you you can probably pull it up on social media to find I out. I ain't pulling that up on. No, social it's media. not the Chippendale. Okay, uh, it's a guy wow, that's wow. a cook. He's oh. like a world renowned like a chef chef okay cook right and so he's that's cooking. a great idea yeah oh and so he's got he's gonna have traegers and green eggs and all this stuff going on and he went to costco and he found out that there's gonna be you know over a thousand and he's like i'm gonna have to go back to costco so right. this guy flies in cooks and all these people they get to eat so but here's the funny thing some of the women are asking can their husbands come no. No. Exactly. No, man. It's a women's night. It's ladies' night. It's ladies' night. Yeah, you don't do it's that. Like, come on. It's it's called ladies' night. I hope oh. you don't. <laughs> okay, let's oh, not what a night. let's not go down that woke path. <laughs> no, yeah, let's no. don't get a sneaker in there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> guy dressed up like yeah. a okay. Anyway, that handsome man. Anyway, right, let's go talk uh, to Archie. <laughs> he wants to talk a little spec fishing this morning. Morning, Archie. Morning, guys. Let me see if I can straighten you guys out. All Please right? do. There, there's need no chance, help. Archie. There's no chance. We Give up now. We need some help here. We, we just do things a little different on the west side. You have to understand <laughs> Okay. But uh, anyway, my uh, my two recollections of spec fishing go way back to uh, Lake Reedy down in Frostbury, Florida, uh, with my Uncle Albert. Uh, I've caught more fish in wooden uh, flat-bottom boats and uh, and I've never had a reel in the boat and caught more fish than any other time. Down in Frostburg, we would we would take a seine net and go across the real shallow water and pick up some live minnows. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go out in the middle of the lake and literally drift with hand lines. And you were talking about all the holes that you trolled with. We would do hand lines, and I guarantee we'd have 10 or 15 hand lines with live minnows on it and just drifting across the lake and pull in specks just all day. It's incredible down there. And uh, then the other the other time that I was uh, really enjoyed speck fishing was Loch Lusa, mm. and I would go with my uh, my brother's father in law. He's a retired Navy guy, and he had one of those. Uh, I guess it's a bass boat. It's about three or four feet wide. A little nicer than a John boat, but it's fiberglass. Had a little 20 horse Yamaha on it. And uh, 
we would leave Jacksonville about 4.30 and have to stop at two places. You had to stop at the gas station in Stark and put two gallons of gas in the tank. Oil was already in there. And then you, uh, when you got to Waldo, you had to stop at the Hardee's get you a sausage. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, no question. I mean, you can't pass Hardee's. You, you couldn't go without that. And then you hit the, the boat ramp, lock loose about sunrise, and you get in. And I was the uh, I was actually the designated driver because later in life, my brother's father-in-law, he couldn't see very well, so he'd take me and drive the, the car, and, and we'd, we'd back the boat in. But it was always interesting that even though he couldn't see that well, he drove the boat. <laughs> yeah because he knew where he was going that's right yeah, yeah. but in, but inevitably it'd be about real thick fog and we're out there i'm with a with a man who can't see real well but we're riding through the fog and he knows exactly where to go mm-hmm. and he had there again all poles no reel we had these extension cane poles mm-hmm. and everything had about 15 or 20 feet of line on it and we looked like uh, a Mayport trailer out there with six or eight holes on each side of the boat. And he always had the advantage because he had two more going out the back of the boat. And so he always had a couple more that I did. And I thought what well, was the most interesting thing, and Jeff, uh, you were talking about how many y'all caught. He had a little clicker. And every time we caught one, he'd click it and put it in the, in the ice chest. Huh. And when we got when we got to 50... Then he'd start, if he got a bigger one, he'd take a little one out and change it with the big one. So we, we never broke the rule, but we always had 50 fish when we came out of the lake. And, uh, but, but you know how when y'all troll off, of, off, the, uh, off the beach and y'all find a place where you get some bites and y'all mark it on the radar? Yeah, right. Well, this is how the greatest generation marked those. He would drop a detergent bottle mm-hmm. with a half a brick on it mm-hmm. he'd drop it down and he'd go down to the bottom with about 30 feet of rope on it and that was his marker and whenever we go down the other end of the lake he'd come back and go right over that marker again and inevitably we catch those specks right there next to that floating mm-hmm. detergent bottle that's what we call <laughs> that's what we call jugging it jugging it that's right yeah, it's man. like hitting the mob yeah. button that's and then right. overboard button on the modern day gps there you go. So, so yeah. that, cool, Archie. Uh, thank you. Cool stories. Yeah, man. Good times. Good times. We got some pictures of stringers of fish going down each side of a boat oar. If you, you got some of those, send us some of those, some of those pictures, man. I'd love to see. It, it. Yeah, we love pictures like that of some of that old yeah. school stuff. Mm-hmm. If you can right. send it to us on Facebook or Instagram, man, send it to us. We'd love to see it. I'll see if I can find some to send to you. Appreciate awesome. the show, guys. Always. Thank you, Archie. Okay. Thanks, buddy. See you. Yeah, but a great day. We had a good time and a beautiful weather. Wednesday was beautiful. Yeah. Wind kicked up a little bit, which I think when you get a little bit of wind, trolling at mm-hmm. 0.9 miles per hour and one mile an hour kind of makes it a little bit challenging. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's some of the coolest fish. You know how I'm not a big fan of king fishing? This is different, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is this is different. It's a, it's a little little more relaxing. It's more relaxing. Yeah. It's less fuss. It's comfortable. It's yeah. on a lake. You know, and here's the deal. There's, I mean, I I, I get it. There's sheep's head fishing this, but this is the month to spec fish. And here's the question you know, that I have during the spawn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, 
How come you can't catch him during the summer? Dude, I don't I don't get it. Is that not one of the greatest mysteries? It's weird as hell, isn't it? For people that have that don't understand yeah. specs or crappie or crappy, whatever you want to call them. Mm-hmm. It's weird and at this time of year, like in Georgia uh-huh. and in Florida, you catch them. Yeah. And when you catch them, you catch a you can catch a they're easy to pile catch. of them. Yeah, they're easy to catch. In another two months, you won't catch one. I, I know. Can't find them. To save your life. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Where the hell do they go? Well, what I, do they I do? I, I can tell you the, the, the coolest thing, and I know we need to take a break. Like like on, on, on my pond, the- uh, Have you the, ever the, caught one No. In from from April, or let's say no, no, May, yeah, April, yeah, from yeah. May until no November? No. Ever. I, I, I Never caught one. No. But you know they're in that pond. But but here's the thing. Yeah, they don't go anywhere. No, yeah, they ain't going yeah. nowhere in that pond. No, no but it, it's it's the, uh, the the south side of my pond is deeper than than the north side, right? And 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 I won't see a shiner or a speck all year until now. Isn't that weird? It's weird. As, I mean, you wouldn't think there's any shiners in that pond at all. And now, and in, is- the, in the shallows... They, 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 All right. they so we, cool. Call, call out here, Scotty Brown. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Scotty Brown of Southern Sportsman Aquatics and Land Management. Where the hell do they go? Yeah. He's not call, call. He's at Seawe. So? He's busy. Yeah. He, well, we're, let's don't te- care. We're, let's text He's on him. call. That's yeah. right. Let's text him. Let's He's get him bre- on the horn. He's eating breakfast. All right. Let's get him on the horn and see if, uh, see if we can find out that. Because I'd love to know that. Where yeah. do they go? I mean, well, how you come think you about it now, and then where do they go? Well, you think about it. Dude, this is a five-acre pond. Yeah, it's not like that. that ain't cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the LV Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast and can help your business, your job site, your own person. Mm -hmm. If you need any help, just go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's tip comes from Kevin. Spend a little time cleaning the dock on the pond. And uh, took a lot of advice from, from you, Jeff. Stuff works, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, and, and and you had mentioned something to me uh, last year. I told you I was doing my driveway, and you're like, hey, dude, just get you a, 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 a spray pack mm-hmm. and, and spray your driveway with outdoor cleaner, and it's going to make it a whole lot easier, and it did. So I, I guess it was three years ago or so we went to clean the dock, and we pressure washed it, you know, which did a, which did a great job. But it'll knock the wood off. Oh, it'll, it'll, eat it. it'll, it'll, it'll splinter it. Oh yeah. You know? If you, if you use that really high yeah. turbo yeah, circular yeah. nozzle. So, so the old work smarter, not harder. Sure. You know, Kerry's like, let's take the backpack sprayer. And, and, uh, I mean, literally this is, it, it, this is like hardly any labor at all. All right. You spray it. And then I got, I had a hose that would, that would come down there with the dark spots. Mm-hmm. I, I took a, just a brush mm-hmm. and, and just brushed those dark spots out. So you didn't even pressure wash it. Hell no. Isn't that amazing how no, good that no, stuff no. works? No, no, no. I mean, yeah. But, so if you look at the first, the big picture is before. Mm-hmm. Okay. The top right picture is after. Oh, that looks really good. Oh, it looks, it looks amazing. Really and, good. And then, and then obviously you can see the, the third picture is after we put the sealant on there. But here, here's the, 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 the 
and, I, and I'm actually glad that that, that Kerry read the directions. Um, don't put the sealer on there. You, you have to wait 48 hours. Yeah, you got to let it dry. Got to let it dry. Yeah, yep. You got it has to be dry for you to put the sealer. And man, it looks. It looks amazing. Yeah, and there's a debate on what's the best sealant. That, oh, and that's yeah. not what this conversation no, is about. This no. conversation is about the 30-second outdoor cleaner. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, the, the obviously the sealer work, the Thompson um, water sealer worked work great. Uh, and, and this is the, like I said, second time we've done it. Uh, and then, and then you know, our, our front porch, Jeff, is, is wooden. So it, it's so easy just to take that. The backpack sprayer and spray it and spray. It. Yeah, the it's one thing like, you got to be a, a little bit careful with that I've found with the thirty second outdoor cleaner is that it can be corrosive on metals. Right. So you have to be careful about how long you leave that on metal. Yeah, it'll etch aluminum. It'll yeah, it'll yeah, yeah. It'll just it'll definitely do some damage. So uh, be careful with that. But like concrete and wood and yeah, just spray it on. Just let, spray it leave on. it on forever. Yeah, let it, let it go. <laughs> It works great, like a champion. That's your LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. A little 30 second outdoor cleaner. Do a little spring cleaning outdoors. Mm-hmm. I'll have to get some of that. Stuff my, works, my man. My deck and uh, where do you get it? That. You can get it at the Home Depot. Anywhere. Hagen yeah. Ace. Home Depot. Okay. Right. Lowe's. Hagen yeah, Ace. Hagen Ace. Yep. Yep. So the uh, on our Facebook and Instagram page, <clears throat> the welcome to the Nimnik family of dealerships outdoor show presented by Duck Duck Rooter post. Right. Has a picture. Yes, it does. I, I'm, I have uh, questions. Okay. Why in the hell would somebody shoot our logo? Well, what, what it, is up with that? You know, for for the event that we had this week, which we had a fantastic time at the 8th Annual Angelwood Walter Chuck Foster Sporting Clay Shoot that benefited Angelwood, it was, it was tremendous. We have a lot of sponsors and people that really kick in to do an amazing job mm-hmm. of making this event happen. And... You know, we help promote it here on the outdoor show. So we had a sign. They, you know, there's yeah. signs out throughout the the sporting clay sure. course. There's two courses. You got a north and a south, and we'll tell more stories about this later. But if people are wondering about this picture that was posted at seven o'clock this morning on our Facebook, our Instagram page, the picture is of me holding the sign with the culprits that were responsible. For defacing the outdoor show sign. Yeah. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. That might actually be Man. a crime. Uh, I don't yeah. know, misdemeanor or felony. Does but. he get stripped of his Ooh. Hall of Fame membership? I think we'll have to have a committee meeting yeah. Here's at, at of Gordon's the other, barn. Okay. Of the other that Hall of Famers. Good. I think well, I think we have so here's a Hall what of Famer tribunal. You know, you know how you got the real estate signs <laughs> like with the, the real estate signs with little metal things that go down into the grass, into the dirt. Uh-huh. Okay, and they hold the sign up. Well, that sign said, "Proudly supporting Angelwood, the outdoor show," and has our outdoor show logo. Mm, very nice. Well, Gordon and Otto Grun took it upon themselves to shoot our sign with a shotgun. Yeah, blew a hole right through the middle of it. Yeah. Um, so if there was a sign, Jeff, that said Otto Groon, Groon May, Groon May, yeah, and, and it was supporting Angelwood, mm-hmm. would you go up and shoot it? I wouldn't do that. No. I mean, I just Absolutely I couldn't not. do that. No. It's no. actually funny. I saw it and I said, that's so Gordon. That's so good. And yeah, so yeah, Otto. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So I, I told the the ladies at Angelwood because you know they save those signs for, for year after year. So if people continue to be a sponsor, you know it saves money on you know got buying yeah. a new sign, all that kind of stuff. And I said, don't throw that one away. <laughs> exactly. You gotta leave that one exactly the way it is. She kind of looked at you and you said that like. I'm going to throw that in the garbage. And you were no, like, no, 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 no. Don't no. You need to save this yeah. for a no. year. Uh, anyway. Put some uh, duct tape over it. Let's, uh, let's bring up Top Gun this let's morning. Let's do. I feel the need for speed. What's going on, boys? Good morning, Good morning, morning Top, Top Gun. Gun. Hey, the El Cheapo right around the corner. That it is. Yeah. Are y'all all fishing in it? Me and Kirk are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And no, y'all have. We'll be at, uh, Scott and I will be at consignment boat sales. Well, how come you're not fishing in it? Well, somebody's got to be. He's, he's never in it. I'm never he's in it. He's always yeah. at consignment boat sales. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. T- Top Gun, they you've been won't. doing this long enough. And not only that, you've come and seen us the last couple of years. Whoops. So, yeah. Free food. Ex- exactly. But, um, whether they won't let people from St. Augustine fish in it or something. <laughs> What's the yeah, you, want, you, you want to know the truth? I yeah. suck. <laughs> <laughs> I am terrible well. at, 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 at sheep's head fishing. And and the reason is is that I didn't grow up doing it. Um, you know, it, it was uh it really wasn't something that I you know, fish for redfish and trout. Yeah, well your you know, Saturday that you take off for for kingfishing. Yeah, kingfishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah you do yeah. your thing in the yeah, summer. Absolutely. A couple times. Yeah. 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 yeah so cool. Anyway, yeah. Well, Captain Kirk, stick around for a little bit this year when you come back in. Because oh, last year I said, Where's Kirk? And um Tim said, Man, he's gone. We were whipped. We were tired. Yeah. yeah, it was cold that day, too. Yeah, it was cold. Not, was it cold? not a great was it cold day. Last year? I, yeah, well, I thought it was warm last year. No, it wasn't that bad last year. Yeah. It was It was. It was kind of nippy. Yeah. yeah. Kirk, Kirk you know. You guys like look, at 20 you're degrees. Just, you're just done. Well, he just he got y'all, beat. Y'all like it. Y'all walk out and it's 20 degrees and y'all go, what a lovely day. Yeah, we do. I'm like, what the what? Yes. Yes. I yes. spent a lot of time hey, down at the Mayport Ram, so. Hey, last week, last week on the show, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> the boys said uh, Captain Kirk's going to be checking in with us today. Yeah. And, and, and. <laughs> I did not. The whole, the whole outdoor show was waiting on pins and needles for you to check in. Pins and, and needles. And you never called. No. Nope. But I got the scoop. <gasps> Because yes. I'm always getting scooped for this show. That's right. It, 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 it involved an anniversary. Yeah, and what I found out and was you moments. didn't, you didn't call wish. in because you can't make outgoing calls from the love boat. <laughs> Funny. That's yeah, what 40, I found out. We celebrated 42 years. Wow. Congratulations. Awesome. Thank you. You and yeah. Kate. That's yeah, awesome. great. Yeah, c- great. congratulations. That's, great that's woman. She's a great woman. She put up with me all these Y'all years. Y'all must have been kids. What were you, like 13 and 15 or something? We, that's the way they did it back then. Yeah. 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 I think That's I, a long time. I was 18, and she was 20. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. That's it was cool. cool. Hey, hey, Logs, are you missing football yet? Um, 
Let me think about it for a minute. Now the Super Bowl's over. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm already missing it. It takes. Hey, you know what? That's, a good, That's yeah. a good thing, Top Gun. That's a good thing that you're right. missing football it's a good sign. instead of being yeah. sick of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God, what are we gonna do this Once year? Once the Super Bowl's over, it's hard to miss it because you're just ready for a, a break. Yeah, you need okay, a little but, change. Yeah. But when everybody else is playing, it's like yeah. the season. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah you yeah, want to yeah. keep yeah. being yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Did well, you did you I, enjoy the Super Bowl? I did. Okay, I was just. It was a good was, game. Oh, yeah, it was a great, very good game, game. I mean, yeah. and two great performances by the quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, fantastic. Hertz was uh, fantastic. Mahomes was fantastic, and a lot of people kind of complaining about that call at the end of the game. Yeah. And look, that's the right call. And yeah. so it's just appreciate the yeah. game for what it was. The only thing it? that I did is I did jump because I was rooting for the Chiefs. I, I, okay, I, I got nothing. I, was, I got nothing against Philadelphia. I was rooting for a good game, but yeah. I but I will tell you, I was rooting for the Chiefs for for two people. One is Andy Heck. Yep. Okay, Andy Heck is the offensive line coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. who was longtime offensive line coach here. Great guy, uh, good friend, uh-huh. and then also the Jaguars' former defensive coordinator. Also, former coach of the Rushman, which was Joe Cullen. He called the defensive oh, line the Rushman. I thought you were going to say Chad Hill. No, he had two, he had two right. stints yeah, with the Jaguars as a coach, and yeah. Joe's good people. But the only thing so, is – I mean, you root for your friends. Yeah, and, and Top Gun, I don't mean to cut you off, but the only thing is, again, rooting for the Chiefs. When they made the call, I jumped up and said, you can't make that call now. You know what I mean? And well, I know, I know yeah. it was the right call, but there was so they, they let them play. There was other calls that were yes. worse that they didn't call yes. earlier in the game. Agreed, yes. but uh, no, I get it. Yeah, but I mean, it still it was a great well, game. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think it changed the game myself. What changed the game was Hertz taking the snap and rolling out and dropping the ball. That's what changed the game. Yeah, mm. definitely yeah. did. And, 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 and Kansas City and, and, picks it up and runs it in for a touchdown. And, and the other thing that that, that I, I think people have – when Tony returned that punt, the catch yeah. the catch was unbelievable. Most people don't even – he caught it at his ankles. It was a yeah. terrible punt. It was going sideways. Yeah. And he caught that punt at his yeah, ankles. I mean, it, that was yeah. – he, he could have let that go so easy, mm-hmm. you know, and he caught that ball, and, and it was – that was an amazing return. Great return. Yeah, the greatest, greatest punt return in Super Bowl history. How about yeah. that? Yeah, Very man. cool. Yeah. yeah, so cool stuff. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. sometimes, sometimes logs, I tease you, but I just want to say that next year when football starts up again, if the, uh, if the Jags have a game and it's played on the NFL Network, or the Disney Channel, or some channel you don't get. Let's not get carried tune away in, here. Amazon. Tune the, Amazon. Tune into the radio broadcast yes. with Logs and Baselli and Frangie because it's great. Y'all do a great job. Y'all are better than the guys on the TV. I know a lot of people that will watch the game and listen to it. the radio. Yeah. Yep. They'll, yeah. They'll, they'll sink yeah. It. That's a good thing. Yep. Yeah, anyway, great job you did. Thank you, sir. But um, this uh, blonde goes to Louisiana on vacation, and um, she's walking downtown, and she sees this, stops at this store, and sees these uh, shoes in the window, and she goes in, and Clark says, uh, can I help you? And she says, yes, what kind of shoes are those in the window? And um, he said, they're, um, they're uh, alligator shoes. 
And she said, wow, those are nice. Do you have those in a seven and a half? He said, let me check. So he goes in the back. He comes back. He says, yeah, I got a pair. She says, well, how much are they? He said, $500. And she said, $500? I can't afford that. Can you come down on the price? No, can't do it. They're 500 Take them or leave them. And so she's all depressed and everything. He says, I tell you what, if you go uh, right down the street there to that hardware store, you can buy a gun and you can go down to this little pond about a mile down the road and it's full of gators. And she, he says, go down there and shoot you one and then you can get them for free. She says, okay. So she leaves. Couple hours goes by and he feels pretty bad, so he says, "I better go check on her, make sure she can get killed or something." So he goes down to the pond. She's got about five gators laid up on the bank and dragging another one out of the pond. He says, "How are you doing?" She said, "Is this some kind of joke or something?" And he says, "What do you mean?" She says, "I've shot six of these." And not a one of them is wearing no shoes. LTS, <laughs> baby! I was kind of wondering where that was yeah, going to go. Yeah, it was, nah, it was good. I liked it. Long, it. But, was, yeah. but it was good. Yeah, yeah, it's that was good. Fun. Yeah, that was good. It was definitely yeah. long. We're late. Yeah, All right, we're, we're way late. Way late. Nine zero four six four one ten ten to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. We had a, a fantastic time this week out of Jacksonville Clay Target Sports. And a big thank you to Jacksonville Clay Target Sports. It's just, you talk about having a ball. We had a great show, a turnout for the 8th Annual Angelwood Walter Chuck Foster Sporting Clay Shoot that benefits uh, the, the charity which uh, has been we've been supporting it now for eight years. Uh, me and Tara started this uh, years ago, and and really the folks at Angel are the ones who really do a great job of putting it on tomorrow, and all the girls there at Angelwood, and uh, with uh, Jacksonville Clay Target Sports with Tony and Bobby. Yeah, they did a great job. It turns out every every year to be one of the one of the great events that we really enjoy doing, and it's a lot of fun, and it raises yeah, great money it. for J.A. And, yeah. and Kevin missed it this year. But we had a great turnout, and the eighth year, and just to give people an idea, in the eighth year, we have now surpassed over $356,000 raised that's, that's for Angelwood. Awesome. That's incredible. And it's, it's a great event, and it's a lot of fun, and it does a great thing for a great charity in our community. And it, it was great to see everybody again, and we have great sponsorship and great support. And without that, uh, it's hard to really – to do anything yeah to have a charity yes so thank you to all the sponsors especially our title sponsor which was chop house 13 and stellar and thank you so much because chuck foster which the the shoot is named after has was always a great supporter of that event and he's passed away a few years back and that's when we decided to name the event after him and every year 
his son Joe comes out, and Joe came out this year, and the the actual shoot was on his birthday, and so we had oh, a birthday cool. cake, you know, and yeah, and so it was great to see Joe and and uh, at the event and and his uh, and his girl. So we had a we had a beautiful time. Thank you to all the sponsors. Thank you to all the participants. You know, I mean, we had some great uh, raffle items that were there. We had Did Mark some, went again. No, Mark wasn't there. Oh, no, yeah. Mark wasn't there. I think I think he's in the. North Carolina. You know, Victor from Wild West Guns and Golds donated the Glock, so we had that for the rafter and uh, for the raffle. We had a Yukon Outfitters cooler yeah, that was, that nice was donated from from Yukon, who very nice. uh, Jimmy Wood, who actually shot with us, oh, who was cool. quite a good shot from Yukon. He excellent shot, excellent shot, excellent shot. We actually shot a group of five this year, and it was me, Captain Kirk, mm-hmm. and then Doctor Doug Pennington. Doug, yep. Kayak Mike Kogan. Oh, Mike shot with y'all? Yeah. Very yeah, cool. man. He shot good, too. And then we had Jimmy Wood. So we had a fivesome. Mm-hmm. And we had a ball. You know? Yeah. And Mike's an excellent shot. Mike yes. Kogan. Excellent shot. And he was shooting a 20 gauge. And and me and Kirk and uh, Doc and Jimmy were all shooting 12s. Doc shot real good, too. Doc shot excellent. Look, Doc and, was old dead-eyed Doug. And uh, so there's a south course, and you have a north course, and we had a south course winner and a north course winner, mm-hmm. and then the one out of the two winners, okay, you have a north course and a south course winner, out of the, those two winners, the one that had the highest score got first choice on the prize. Mm-hmm. So we had two prizes. One of them was a $400 gift card to Chop House 13, and then four camo outdoor show tumblers. Nice. Which uh, the first place winners, Grun May, they jumped on that immediately. Yep. Did you say first place winners, Grun Gordon Grun May? But it was not. It was not Gordon shooting. Oh, okay. Yeah, All right. Trust me. Oh, yeah. They, they hired hired team. The, <laughs> the hired <laughs> team. The hired team. They had yeah. hired gunslingers. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I, I think I they won shot. overall. They were one of the winners anyway. Yeah. But I don't remember I'm which. Sure, one eyed Willie wasn't shooting. And uh, <laughs> no. And, and so, uh, and then Wild West Guns and Gold, their team, of course, of course. was oh, yeah. always at the top. Right. Yeah. They've got a bunch of ringers. Yes. Yep. And, I can't uh, imagine why. Yeah, exactly. Captain Kirk you know, donated a charter, mm-hmm. and that also was one of the top prizes, which uh, which was awesome. Thank you to Kirk, because Kirk has donated yes, he has. that, and that's tremendous. And then we had a we had an overall shooter. We had one guy who was the top shooter, and I, I want to say his name was Will. I think it was shot a hundred. Yeah, yeah. What? Yeah, that's right. Wow. Actually, and he had He's, mulligans. He had a couple or, mulligans. He had three mulligans. He, he said shot one hundred and three. Wow. So the actual outcome was one hundred and three. No, well, did he actually use the? I think did did he use the mulligans to shoot a hundred? Or no, did he actually, I think he just had the extras, and they said we'll shoot three more. So he shot a hundred and three. Here's, here's the thing. The, that's the way I heard it. When you stroll up to a sporting clay shoot, mm-hmm. okay, and you're wearing a Krieg golf shirt, mm-hmm. like. A yeah. Kriegoff golf shirt, right. man. Professional, mm-hmm. yeah, with your logos all you over. Better, it's like a NASCAR driver. For those that don't know, for those that don't know, okay, people can go to the golf course and wear a Titleist shirt and look the part. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't mean you're a good golfer. Mm-mm. Okay, when you show up to a sporting clay shoot and you're wearing a Kriegoff shirt, yeah, you can back that talk. Yeah, you better be able to make it. Oh, you know he's going to. You're yep. pretty damn good. You know Kriegoff, by the way, for people that don't know, is one of the top-of-the-line shotguns that is renowned worldwide as for competitive shoot- shooting. 
Yeah, they're actually representing at the Seaweed Festival in Charleston this weekend. They have okay. a big booth up there and display all their guns. Big so deal. I did take a picture of the score sheet, and that was okay. our score sheet, the right. outdoor show team. Mm-hmm. So our score ended up, and of course we were competing against the Angie Subs team. Oh, they had a team too. They huh? had gunslingers too. Oh, sure they did. Oh, yeah, Which they, they did. had Gordon on that team. Yeah. Okay. Ed doesn't shoot. Yeah, Ed doesn't shoot. Right. He should, so, though. Team Outdoor Show was, well, let's start with. Uh, you want to take a break first? No, I'll no. Do, do it real quick. Okay, all right. Okay, right. Angie Subs shot like a three, I think it was a 360 or something. So, so perfect is 400. Just yeah, perfect is 400 because right. you got four, yep. you know, four shooters. Yep. And they were like a 350 something or whatever. Okay. Okay. Um, team outdoor show we we beat them mm. we actually had a combined score of 378 okay okay right the problem is is it took us five shooters to get to 378 <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah. our high was was a kayak mike he shot a 90 mm. yeah and he had a few mulligans i had a few mulligans as well i shot an 89 very good. Yep. Doc shot an 84. Very okay. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Wood shot a 67 or 68. There was a, a people trying to figure out exactly what it yeah. was. I figured a 68. Somebody said it was a 67. Uh, Captain Kirk shot a 48. So if you actually counted the score for the four and excluded Jimmy, mm-hmm. okay, because he was our fifth. We actually shot a 311 and we lost again to Angie Subs, which is, it was fun. It was, uh, it was we, a had a, we had a great time. Anyway, Weather was perfect. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. You know, the staff did a great job. We had one little hiccup and, you know, Tony and the guys came over and fixed it real quick. I yeah, mean, one of the throwers, mm-hmm. you know, had an oh, issue. Yeah. But man, those guys are on it. Yeah, they are. Oh, yeah. They're on yeah, it. We I mean, had an bang. issue last year and they yeah. were like done. They had it fixed. The only well, disturbing thing was. The fact that we found the sign and somebody had shot it. Yeah. Yeah. And then we had to coerce that person to fess up to it, mm. you know, and even they didn't admit it right out, you know. Yeah, I, I brought up in the in the awards real quick because, you know, there's a lot of groups that are really good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Sheriff Rutherford, Congressman Rutherford, was there because he's been on the board of Angel Wood forever. Right. Okay. Right. And he's been big supporter of the event. And he had a team and he's got, he's got a ringer team. Mm-hmm. He lost on the – I can't remember if he was north or south course. But they lost by one. One. Yeah. One, <laughs> so, I think one target. I think they were on the opposite course of us. I think they were the south course. So they were on the south course. Yeah, they were on the south course. Yeah. And they lost to, um, I guess it was Groon May or, or – or, or Angie Subs. Or, or, or no, it was Wild West Guns. Oh, wild, anyway, yeah, yeah, they okay. lost to one of the winners by one. One. One click. And so I said, that, what's the famous line that Ricky Bobby had? You ain't first, you're last. You ain't first, you're last. Mm-hmm. Well, they were last. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a break. If you'd like to join us this morning, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Ducks, if you're in the market for a Cadillac, there's only one place to go. Go see my buddies at Claude Nolan Cadillac. Also, if you're in the market for a pre-owned vehicle, do what I've done numerous times. Go in there, tell them what you're looking for, and they'll find you exactly what you need at the right price. And also, if you need anything worked on, uh, they, they they can take care of all of that. And uh, 
I brought in some uh, uh, some, oh, some, some wow uh, some leftover. Um, so so this is this is funny. Um, my my mom who who has been battling cancer who is doing very well as, as a matter of fact. Um, she is 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 really getting her appetite back, right? So in, in the last few weeks, she has made different suggestions, Jeff, on what she would like uh-huh. for Carrie to cook. <laughs> and you know, Chris, you yeah, know, Chris, you won't like that, it, uh, yeah. Chris. Yeah, Chris. No, Chris, got, don't don't get a piece of that lasagna. You it's won't got like sugar it. in it. You can't eat that. It's got sugar in yeah, it. Yeah. Anyway, Mom's request this week was lasagna, mm-hmm. and Carrie had made homemade lasagna, and, and I was like, "You go, Mom. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm ready for some some homemade. Mom, lasagna. ever make this next? Yeah. And, and, and 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 she spent most of the day yesterday prepping this, cooking it, and and I and as soon as it came out of the oven, I had to take a picture for you guys. I'm like. Check this out. And oh. I, said, I said, the first thing I looked at Carrie, and I said, you better save some. Yeah, you better. Yeah, I said, because Logerman's going to want that for breakfast. She goes, no, he doesn't want lasagna for breakfast. Heck I said, yeah. I said, Carrie. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah I, said, I said, I like it. Stop. Just, just wait a few minutes. He'll send a text saying <laughs> yeah, so. And, and, yeah, and, and, and uh, yeah, just. Uh, I'd love to have the recipe. Well, she said she'll. She will get the recipe for it. And you. for those keeping track at home, okay, I did get one little bite, right? Yeah. And guess who followed me and wants to be all buddy-buddy now? <laughs> Merle. Jeff, Merle. your snotty dog, Merle. But hmm. that, it's been a long time since I've had homemade lasagna. That was outstanding. Yeah, it was That's it. true. I mean, I think there's a – with lasagna, as I am eating a piece of lasagna in my mouth right now, uh-huh. there's always a balance of meat to pasta. To Agreed. sauce to cheese, yeah, yeah, that's that's a science to it, and it's hard to get the exact right ratio. Yeah, and I will say, she drilled it. She did. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, she nailed. I can it. only imagine when this came out fresh. Yeah, how good it was. And and and, and it's funny because you guys, you guys are cooks. You're right. I, I'm not a cook, but I knew that she nailed it. She was in a great mood. Seriously, she's yeah. like, she's like, I got. She's like, she she she's like. I feel good about this well, one. Well, just like, tell her kudos because that's, yeah, that's one of the best lasagnas fantastic. I've ever had. Yeah, fantastic. It's, it's, it's really it's good. Great stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go back and have another piece here you in should. a minute. You absolutely should. Somebody but, didn't give me a very large piece. Whose fault was that? Well, oh, don't. Yeah, and she's like, don't blame this on me, as in Carrie, because this, the last time she made something and, and, and you were like, what is that? It was like a snack. And yeah, were, she she gave you the foo foo serving portion. Right, 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 like, right. What the hell are we Not doing? This time. She, she 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 got a good size she, there. She got a good yeah, size. But I got to go back and get another piece. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. That was the first course. You know when you go to those? I mean, there's those restaurants where oh. you they got a plate, okay, and it's like a a fourteen inch plate, mm-hmm. okay, and you order a meal, uh huh, and they come out small food. And it's got this artistic sauce design yep. across the plate yep. that's not even like covering the entire bottom of the plate. And then they give you a portion that looks like a bouillon cube. Yes. Yeah, you get a, right. a like, one-face scallop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't order a plate. A 14-inch plate. <laughs> it's like an old cartoon. With a single base scallop with sauce scattered around the plate like, ooh, yes. ah, ah. It looks so good. So, Who gives a crap? It's kind of like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon I, 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 where they get the one yeah, pea, yeah. and they got to cut the, the one pea into four parts, <laughs> so, yes. you know, so everybody gets a bite of the pea. There was a couple weeks ago, Jeff, you weren't here, but you called in, and and for some reason, it was it was after, um, it was after the um, Chargers win, 
And, and, and we were talking the, the next Saturday, and you were talking about all this nutritional stuff that these guys are doing now, this, that, and the other. And, and I was, I, it, it hit me on the way home. I'm like, well, I mean, our quarterback went to the Waffle House. Waffle House. <laughs> well, hey, that's part of the regiment. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I guess that's, yeah, it's part of the regiment. And you so, sent that picture. So, week. yeah, I sent the picture yesterday. So, yesterday, and Kirk, Kirk was chuckling at this, and, the, and so – uh, I drove up to Georgia after the shoot, got uh, some trees getting planted, or should I say replanted. Mm-hmm. We had a little, I had a little d- bit of damage in what they call from uh, tip moth, tip. which you would never yep. think that a TIP, uh-huh. a, like a TIP yep. tip moth, uh-huh. like, like butterfly and moths both fly, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, tip moth attack essentially on some pine trees that were young, and they killed some of them. They actually eat the new growth coming out of the of the tree, and they can kill it if it's a younger tree, and it's stressed in other ways. And so anyway, I was going up for some replanting and then had to go to Dublin to pick up my side-by-side, which had a safety recall, the Polaris, which was nothing major. Right. But I had dropped it off the week before, so I go to pick that up. And so me and Gerald are going up there, and it's chance of rain in the morning. We got our, on our way before it started to rain. Go to Home Depot to get a few supplies, and then uh, we were on our way to to the John Deere place because the John Deere place also sells the Polaris's up there. Mm-hmm. So we're on our way, and I said, Gerald, you, you, you eating yet? He says, no, no, I ain't eating. I said, Let, let's find a place to eat, you know, because mm-hmm. it was raining. I was like, yeah. you know, let's wait a little while. Maybe the rain will slow down because we got to load the Polaris on the trailer, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, who wants to get wet? So I pulled up the old – Google Maps thing and see what was around. And there was a Waffle House back down the road. So well, let's go to Waffle House. And Joe's like, "Oh yeah, you got a great girl in there." She's I was fun. worried that, that was Tara's plate. I was looking at. I was like, "Man, no. she was home." No. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Gerald, I guess, is a regular because when he walked in, it was like <laughs> Norm walking into the bar. Cheers. Hey, Gerald. That's funny. <laughs> I'll have the regular. <laughs> That's right. Which is everything on the menu. And there was two other guys in there that were clearly regulars because they had kind of the same repertoire or, or relationship with the with the waitress. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta love Waffle House. And I don't even I don't even need to look at the menu. Right. I know exactly what I want when I won't roll up into Waffle House. I've been getting it for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ridgeland, South Carolina. When I used to go up there and hunt with Parker, mm-hmm. I get the same thing. Give me an all-star special, eggs over medium, grits, white toast, and sausage. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes, first thing I got to do is take a pile of napkins and soak up all the grease off the eggs and the sausage. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, I had that yesterday. I sent you guys a picture, yep. and that was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But you got to soak the grease and the oil out of the sausage and the eggs. Yeah, we go into the Waffle House over uh, in Jack's Beach. Steve and I do occasionally. And it, that's good. It is good. I mean, it's hard to beat it. And they're so friendly. Is there a better waffle on the planet? No. I haven't eaten at a Waffle House in, in forever. I mean, I, I, as a matter of fact, I can't even remember the last it's time. It's good. I yeah, I mean, I'm and sure And they'll do is. anything you want, too. If yeah. you go in there and say, hey, I want hash browns, I want yeah. peppers and onions sauteed mm-hmm. in there with ham, sure, no problem. You want them extra crispy? No problem, you know? Yeah. The it's, grits were – how often do you eat grits without adding or doing something to the grits? Yeah. Not very often. Not very often, right? Uh, yeah. I didn't add – Anything to these no, grits? No salt and pepper? Nothing. Not a little butter? Nothing. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's how good they were. All they right. do a good job. In fact, I think I ate the grits off the plate before anything else, really. 
Mm-hmm. They, they were that good. See, I'm just the opposite. And right? I'm not no. a big grits guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a mix-it-all-up guy. I'm putting the egg and oh. the grits. Oh, yeah, man. Well, that's the way I grew up. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. It was good. Anyway, we yeah. need to take yeah, a break. Yeah. 904-641-1010 right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. So, a big thank you to Mr. Frank Walmeyer for sitting in with I us last week. That. Yes, that was, he was fantastic. I'm uh, great, great to meet him. And uh, I, I, That was fun. I, 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 uh, Carrie didn't actually listen to the show um, last, last week. And she, normally she does, but uh, um, I, I, I told her, I said, I said, dude was funny. Yeah, he okay. was. And, 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 and I, I thought it was a great story that he's owned the store for five years and he was like a, had a copying. Yeah, like a print shop print of shop some kind. And yeah. Then he buys a standard feed and <laughs> seed, which is, I mean, it's like, where does that come from? You know? <laughs> a little different, right? Yeah. And I will say, and sorry, Kirk, that you didn't get any. The pimento cheese that he was selling in the store yes. last weekend that he brought us in some samples, that's his nice. homemade variety. Mm-hmm. I would buy that over cracked cheese any day. Yeah, I, I would too. And and, and uh, he got the compliments from, from Carrie too. You know, yeah. I mean, that's always the test for me. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, that's really good. And when we say cracked cheese, it's palmetto cheese that we buy <sighs> at the grocery store that's made in South Carolina, which I think is the best pimento cheese plant that you can buy in a store. But Frank surpassed it, and the, the, how he did that was it's the zing that is in his. You gave yep. him a very good hit, though. Yeah, you gotta have, you got to have jalapenos yeah. in, in yep. your pimento cheese. Yes. And if, but here's the thing. I add jalapenos mm. already to right. my pimento cheese as it is. Mm-hmm. So I have no problem adding jalapeno, fresh right. diced Mazetta jalapeno peppers to the pimento cheese that Frank had. Mm. I actually did that. It is outstanding. So uh, the next time he makes it, I, I told Frank, I, I want a gallon. Yeah. I mean, that stuff is that good. A gallon. <laughs> Lord, I'm I actually said a quart. Yeah, okay, all right, thank you. Yeah. But I just uh, Frank, I'll take, I'll take a gallon. Yeah. Whew. Anyway. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Let's bring up Bill this I morning. I used the restroom in a week. Talking about shooting <laughs> hey, Clay. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good Bill. Good morning, Bill. Hey, y'all are killing me, man. I'm on the road driving, and y'all are talking about all this food, and I just want to keep stopping everywhere, and I ain't got time. Yeah. Well, sorry but, about uh, that, hey, but hey, look, if you're on the road, man, there's plenty of Waffle Houses alongside the road. <laughs> All-star yeah, special. I, I freak Frequent the one in Middleburg often. So. All right, so wait a minute, but, real uh, quick, because I, I sent the, the text to these guys and said, guess the meal, and they didn't get it. Uh, Kirk said it. He I l- did. You, Kevin got it. Yeah, I got All-star it. All-star special. Yeah. Kirk said a number 10. Yeah. Okay, which, what is the number 10? I have no idea. I was just guessing. You're just guessing? <laughs> okay. By okay. the way, the Waffle House was a total guess. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you it, did good. Yeah, I was like, well, I see a waffle. Yeah, so Bill, Bill, when you go to Waffle House, what do you get? Uh, I typically get the over easy eggs, the hash browns, some grits, and I go bacon. I don't go sausage. Okay. All right. I do the rye toast or the wheat toast. That's what they do. Eating healthy, are you? Yeah, that's right. And a diet coke? Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Typically. And that, let me tell you what, brother. There ain't no napkin getting anywhere close to the grease on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> So uh, 
I was calling you guys to, to mention about sporting plays. Now I'm, I'm going to be at the, the Jacks Club this next Saturday with a, with a couple friends of mine. But I live I live actually live out near Stark, Body, Highlands, out that way. And I found out a little a nice. I don't know if I mentioned on the phone or not, but the Bradford Sporting Farm. Uh, I found that place uh, a couple weeks back, maybe two months ago, three months ago, and they have a great sporting clays program there. Um, they do. It's you know, but where I'm living, it's a little bit closer to me. But uh, the the two questions I had for you guys this morning, um, uh, as as I get involved in sporting clays, uh, some shotguns that are that are hairy homeowner friendly, affordable that uh, you guys would recommend to, to people to buy for sporting clays and ski shoots and stuff. Uh, and then the second question is, do you know of any other area sporting clays uh, fields that uh, we could frequent to try to visit and, and kind of get around and do some other stuff? That's two great questions. Yeah, it uh, it, I think when it comes to the gun itself, Bill, it's all about budget. Because, I mean, there's a wide range of budgets that uh that can be met when you start shopping for a good what let sporting me clay's gun sporting clay gun just a couple tips on, on uh, interchangeable chokes um uh, uh, would you do it over and under for me i like an over and under okay yeah they're good guns i right. i i actually have a russian bacall that i've had for years um that, that and Didn't you buy a gun from an over and under from Academy that wasn't very expensive? Yeah, uh, I want to call it a. Uh, let me look it up. I think yeah, it's made in it, Turkey. But you know, yeah, Bill, I bought it for Kyle for, I mean, for Christmas. When, when I say you know, there's a the, the first question that you have to ask is is budget because there are some people that want to be able to shoot an over and under just for sporting clays, but right. there's some people that their budget says that they can only have one shotgun and that's for. Yeah. Sporting clays, dove shooting, turkey hunting, and that's fine. I mean, so I mean, really, it just all depends on your on your budget. Really, when you start asking that question about what kind of gun would be good. Well, let's talk about most of my friends. They might be able to spend three or four hundred bucks on the shotgun. Yeah, I mean, f- for that level, I mean, you're you're looking at the Remington, mm-hmm. um, and those kind of. Categories of Winchester, Winchester Remington. Right. Yeah, the one the one we were talking about a minute ago uh, is called a Yeldiz. Y i l d i z. It's a Yeldiz. It's made in Turkey, mm-hmm. and they're really pretty shotguns, um, and they're very affordable. I mean, for a twenty gauge or a twelve gauge, they're around four four hundred fifty. They're bucks. over and under. Over and under. Okay. I mean, pretty guns. Yeah. So there's options, and and I would recommend this. I mean, look. Uh, Victor at Wild West Guns and Gold and the guys over there do a great job and and they they have everything in the price range that you're looking for from right. and, and then, lower and then, end to higher end and then on uh, on different places to go we used to shoot at a place called Okefenokee Sporting Clays yeah Roni used to run that yeah yeah that's right yeah and and, I, and that was awesome that I don't was, know if they're still open or I, not. I don't know either but there, been up there. There, there's also one on the north side of St Augustine now there's a Sporting Clays. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to that one. Yeah, I haven't either. It's right across the street from my house. But I will say Jacksonville Clay Target Sports is yes. literally one of the best in the entire yeah, country. Yeah. That I mean literally oh, yeah. one of the yeah. best in the entire country. You've got two sporting clay courses, you have tons of trap, tons of skeet. Well, and five it's, stand. It's not just that, it's the setting that it's in. It's all intermingled in those oak yeah, trees. Cool. So you've got a mixture yeah. of sun and shades and 
the way they set it up with the ponds and it's just it's just a neat venue. It really is. It's fun. It's kind of like going to well, that skeet that skips off the pond is the bomb, isn't it? Yeah, that's oh, fun. <laughs> I don't know about what, that. What's cool about shooting over the water targets like that when they skip across the pond is because you get to see where the shot ends right. up because it's if you it's, miss, it's, it's hitting the water. It's very right. obvious where you miss. Yeah, so right. you're yeah. like when you shoot a rabbit, okay, which is a clay bird that runs along the ground. You get to see the dust fly up. Right. When they do a skipper across the pond or over the pond, you get to see the pellets hit the water so right. you can see how bad of a shot you are, mm-hmm. yep. unfortunately. <laughs> there was one rabbit in particular. It last year? Yes. Yes. Oh, that, uh, and, still. And, Bill, I'm not saying this story or telling this story to make fun of anybody, but we were shooting with a guy, and there goes this rabbit. And it's taken across. And if you can imagine, there's about a 20-yard window to shoot this rabbit, right? So it comes out of the stand. There's a 20-yard stretch. The rabbit is, let's say, at yard, you know, let's do yard line. Yeah. Zero is where it's launched from. 20 is when it disappears. Yeah. Well, the rabbit is at about the 17-yard yes. line. The shot goes off, and the shot hits the 7-yard line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the guy the guy was obviously having issues <laughs> we were, were laughing I, so hard i have never laughed that hard at, yep. at, at, at a shotgun shot and i will but, say uh, i'm not naming names but the uh, guy who actually made the shot mm-hmm. was laughing at himself yeah, as well yeah, yeah. he kind of hung his head down and <laughs> good like, grief there's a lot of good griefs being said oh no yeah. way good stuff Good stuff. Thank, hey, thanks, Bill. Yeah, thank you, Bill. Good yes, questions. Sir. Yes. Yep. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. Yeah, the uh, the guns, that's a great question because, I mean, everybody can afford different things. Wow, I mean, you know, over a, and under. Well, I mean, if you spend $400 for a gun, four or $500 for, for the common blue-collar worker, that's a lot of money. Damn right it is. It's a lot of darn money. Yeah. But a lot of times you could spend a lot more, and a lot of the guns that were out there when we were out there Thursday, I mean, you're, t- you're talking this expensive shotgun. Oh, you know, 12, 13, you remember that thing Leon used to break out? Oh, that yeah. Blue gun? The blue gun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah, by the way, um, uh, Mike chimed in. He said, look, uh, nice browning or Beretta automatic, affordable, under 2K. I mean, that's that's a lot of money for some. Yeah. It's a lot. Uh, hunting lot or play money. targets. Uh, and then the club in St. Augustine, Saltwater Shooting Club across from St. Augustine Airport. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Yep. And that's open to the public sporting and handguns and rifles, too. Yes. Yeah. Oh. oh, they do. They. They. Interesting. Yeah. When you're at my house and you're on the back porch, you can hear a little bit of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like it. All right. Let's take a break. Yes. We come back. We got a ring power cat so, tip of the week, and like uh, talk to you at nine zero four six four one ten ten right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. The Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store has the most dependable fleet in the industry because it's one of the youngest and because it's Caterpillar. Go to ringpower.com to learn more and see how they can help you. Uh, this week's tip, we were talking about it earlier about the spec fishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm going to tell you this. I don't have a clue. But I went with somebody that does have a clue. And uh, Mr. Fred Miles took me spec fishing this week on Dead Lake, Crescent Lake. And had an absolute ball, had a, a spread out the back of eight eight rods. And there's some pictures up on our Facebook and our Instagram page of kind of how it was being done. And you can see from the pictures how that rig or that spread worked out the back of the boat. Huh. I 
stood up on the front bow mm-hmm. and took a picture of it. And if you look at that picture, you can see that there is a chair on the back deck. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you were the guy that was on the poles, you just sit in that chair. You have eight Possibly nine if you have the ninth one out with the float rig, the shotgun By the way, way did you, back. Did you catch any on the shotgun? No. No. We okay. only had it out for a little while. Okay. All right. But uh, you can sit in that chair and literally reach any of the eight or nine rods that are behind it. And then, of course, with that new Minkota GPS-enabled trolling motor, you just set a course mm-hmm. and pick a speed and you're you, good. You're good. Mm-hmm. And you can, it, you can run it as a one-man operation. Yeah. And it's just cool. I've just never done that. And then there's a picture also of the uh, Kalen's Curly Tails, just to show you that it is truly called John Deere, the color John of Deere. those Curly Tails. Mm-hmm. So some cool pictures of uh, Fred there and the specs. and Nice fish. Real nice fish. Real nice fish. And that's, I mean, that and catfish, the best eating freshwater fish that there is, right? Oh, yeah. Hands down, that or a perch. Yeah, or I mean, I prefer brim. Brim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. So anyway, uh, the speed kind of around a, a mile an hour. <laughs> That's cool. And it was interesting too. Fred kept telling me. He said, "Look, he goes, if when the trolling motor has to go to four for us to go one mile an hour, he goes, we're not going to get a bite." Yeah. Okay. Because you're fighting the wind or something. Yeah, you're fighting the wind. Right. And and I guess it's the vibration of the motor. Or right. Something, you know Spooks that affects him. it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, great time, and like I said, I don't have a clue. Right. Uh, I just showed up, and uh, Fred worked his magic, and he's a hell of a fisherman. Very nice. And we had a we had a, we had a great time. So thank you very much, Fred, and uh, that's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Try trolling the mm-hmm. next time you're spec fishing. All right, let's go to Chris. He's got a shotgun question. We were on that topic in the last segment. Let's continue with that. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. How are you? Good. Good. Um, I had actually two real quick ones I thought of while you guys went back to the spec fishing. I have a, uh, a, a good friend who's got property down in Melrose and part of it has been given over to the university of Florida for environmental testing, but there's a pond down there that we fish in, or I should say it's a lake called goose lake. <clears throat> and it's an unkept lake. Nobody's allowed to fish on it except for the family themselves. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, when you go in there, take two poles with you, and in about an hour, you'll pull 18 to 20 out in a heartbeat hmm. of the spec. Uh, nice. And we do the trolling. I've, I've got a little 9.9 on the back of my Ginu, and we just kind of circle the lake and do that, and you just pull them in and pull them in and pull them in left and right. Now, there's a lot of alligators and moccasins and things like that there as well. So everybody's getting fed, I guess. I guess it's just a natural way of, absolutely, you know, of, of having it balance itself out. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, that was just a personal experience. Yep. But the, the shotgun question is, uh, my father passed and... He brought me up hunting down in Salt Springs, and we used to go dove, quail, and all kind of hunting down there. And since he's passed, I haven't been able to get out much anymore uh, due to stuff. And uh, I've got uh, his collection, 
and there's some several guns in there I like to shoot, and I want to try and start going out and shooting trap and skeet. Mm-hmm. I've got a uh, my first gun was a, a side by side or four ten. That was. Oh, do you still got it? Yeah, That's money. Don't give that oh, one yeah. up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Two, uh, two, two, oh yeah. Two triggers. Uh, two two triggers. Wow, Ooh. that's 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 money right there. Mm-hmm. And don't get don't and give that one up. Nope. Keep it. No, no, no. I won't give any one of these. Yep. Guns up. Yeah. The second one is there's a single shot four ten that my great grandfather had, and there is a twenty two that was purchased from Sears and Roebuck. All the guts to the gun, mm-hmm. and you had to carve your own stock. Wow. And I've got a. Uh, I've got a 22 that was carved out of a pine knot uh, with that. Now, the funny thing about it is if you shoot it, you can actually kind of watch the bullet <laughs> as it goes out. Yeah, it's kind of slow. You know, it's kind of like a BB It's kind of like a BB gun. But right. Anyhow, but I've got these two shotguns that I really want to get back into. One of them is a Remington Wingmaster pump, mm-hmm. 20 gauge, with an adjustable choke on it. Yep, nice. To me, that... To me, that seems like the best gun to use for trap and ski. Now, I also have a Belgian-made um, Browning 12-gauge, mm-hmm. which is just a single barrel. Uh-huh. And I'm just trying to decide which one I need to start back on and see what best results I'm going to get so I don't go out there and just waste ammo. Well, the, uh, the, the Belgian Browning that you have. Right? What yeah. what kind of choke you got on that? There's not a choke on it. Okay, so it's probably a modified right. most of the time when it's a fixed barrel. Uh, I mean, that's not all. It was the a case. designated. It was a de- designated deer shotgun. Okay. Mm. Oh, might yeah, be a full. Could, then. could be a full. I mean, yeah. it's hard to say. Yeah, it could is. be. Yeah, or it could just best be way a, to find out is go shoot it at but, a target. But here, no, here's, if it's a twelve gauge, just take a dime. The uh, if if the if the dime won't fit in it, then it's a full choke. So the uh, the other one that you were talking about, that with the adjustable choke, the, the, the twenty the, the twenty gauge pump pump, yeah, okay, yeah, it's a it's a Remington it's a Remington Wingmaster. Okay, hmm. um, yeah, the, the pumps old. are tough if yeah. you're trying to do gonna, trap gonna, or skeet, just right. because the action of actually pumping it itself right. kind of slows you down because you're and you lose your aim yeah, yeah exactly and, and and the reason that they they made those guns and the reason they call them the wingmasters those are duck guns yeah um they, because they can get wet they can get nasty mm-hmm. you know they can get water on them and they and, and a pump you can't wear a, i mean it, you know it's mm-hmm. not gonna fail on you um so and, and yeah it's a um that's a that's a tough gun to to shoot you know clay targets with i believe yeah, well, here's another okay. option. Another option is that you could do, I mean, peop, you could always trade one gun that you don't love, mm-hmm. you know, and find one that's good for that application. Yeah. You know? That's the problem. I don't I don't have any that I don't love <laughs> right. because they were on my father. No, that, I that, totally that, get that, it. That, that, I totally, totally get it. it. You know, my, grow, growing up, Chris, um, my dad, he, he, traded, he traded one gun in his life. And it was a side by side Winchester twelve gauge with with 
dual triggers, mm-hmm. and he's still to this day salty about it. He is he is upset about that. He he's like, don't ever do that. I'm like, okay, Dad. I, I mean, it's it's, it's yeah. amazing. And he traded it for a Browning 22 lever action, and uh, still have that gun. Yeah. But he wants that Winchester back so bad. I hear you. Yeah, it's funny. Well, that's that's why I would never I would never sell or trade right. any of these guns. There's too much of a nostalgia with my father, and I can remember every time we went out, right? You know which ones we took, which ones. There's an old 270 scope in there that I killed a, a, a few things with, and I loved that gun. It's just a beautiful looking gun, and actually, I killed a turkey with it. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "You shot a turkey with a rifle?" And I was like, "Well, there are some places you can do that." That's right, I absolutely. I, but here's what I would do I with me. You, you got you got the the browning belgium made I, i'd take that yeah. up pattern it yep. since it's semi-automatic find out what it does and uh and start with that you know and then here's the reality okay. if you love if you love doing the shooting stuff the skeet in the trap look there's nothing wrong with spending a couple hundred bucks and adding another gun to the collection yeah exactly you yeah. know i'm sure you can find a way because if you love it then it's worth the money to spend a little mm-hmm. bit you know, and if it's something well, that you my, don't enjoy, then then you don't spend anything. Well, my son's just going to turn fourteen, and he's a real pain in the butt right now. So maybe I could sell him for a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trade out maybe a little uh, child labor for, for shotgun. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go mo- mow some lawns. That's right. That's what he's like supposed that. to be doing. Damn yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Right. his key. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. We uh, thanks, appreciate Chris. it, buddy. All right, boys, you take care. Yeah, Thank man. you. All right, uh, let's just <laughs> trade the 14-year-old. <laughs> 14. <laughs> you got to love 14-year-olds, don't you? Oh, of course. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okie dokie. All right, uh, let, let's uh, squeeze Mark in here before we got to take a break. Okay. Morning, Mark. Good morning, fellas. How are y'all? Good. Hey, my brother passed along uh, high back, too, by the way. I did tell him y'all said hi a couple weeks ago. Very good. Thank but, you. Um, I got the one gun that I really regret having ever gotten rid of was back when Georgia made rifles illegal for turkey hunting. I sold my designated turkey gun. I had, I'd like to say it was a Savage. It's been so long ago, but it was a 222 on the top barrel and a 12 gauge shotgun full choke on the bottom barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were those a, had a little bit of a run, kind of in the 70s. I think manufacturing yep. where they had an over and under. One was a rifle of some kind. The other one was a shotgun. The, the one of the most yep, popular one. ones that I had ever seen was a twenty two four ten. Yeah, which that is, would have been which a keeper. Is, which is the pistol now? The judge, right? No, uh-uh, that one was a. It was a shotgun. Yep. Well, I'm saying they make a pistol now. Oh, like that? Yeah, it's called the judge, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's a yep. twenty two and a four ten. That's made by Taurus. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And Rod, Rod, yep. Roger has one. Okay. He, he's killed plenty of rattlesnakes cool. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that one you're talking about with the twenty two four ten was the squirrel gun from hell, buddy. I mean, yeah, that was, that's, yeah, that was a fine be, gun. Yeah. yeah. The, the one that I had was a two twenty two Remington with twelve gauge underneath and it was a designated, you know, for turkey hunting. And uh That'd that be thing a good was bad, gun. buddy. I mean I I tapped it yeah, and had a scope on gun. it and that two twenty two is accurate out to hundred and twenty five yards all day. Yeah, that, that, and, for uh, me that'd be a that'd be a coyote gun. Yep. But my two uh my two shotguns that I'll never part with, I've got uh, an Ithaca 600 over and under 20 modified and in, in, uh, improved cylinder, 20 gauge. 
and I've got a Browning Sweet 16 from the late 60s. Mm, nice. And, uh, those, yeah, I mean, that. those are two, I mean, those two will be handed down. I mean, I'll never get rid of those. But, um, hey, um, you guys were talking uh, crappie fishing a little while ago. Crappy, I guess you call them specs down there. But when I went to school, I went up in Gainesville High, northeast Georgia on Lake Lanier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned other than fishing with my father and whatnot, a lot of what I know about fish in general, just from just from crappy fishing, they have the big, huge marina docks up there, you know, Landmark, Gainesville Marina, and, and um, back then I had permission to fish most of them. And when you get under, go out on those docks, like middle of April till about the middle of June, you can see the schools of specks hanging around under the boat slips. And just spending all those years dropping dollflies down or, or like dropping little crappie minnows down and letting them swim around those crappie and just seeing how they react and or seeing how they don't react. And uh, it taught me a long time ago that just because you're not catching fish, if you're confident that they're there, they probably are. Because I've seen them many a day where the crappie will be sitting down there and a minnow swim up to one and bump him in the nose and it'll just kind of blow it away. You know, and you're not catching anything. And then it's it's just like some big fat lady ringing the dinner gong, you know. All of a sudden, they'll start biting. Mm-hmm. All right, brother. Hey, listen. Lord knows. We, we, we've got to take a break. We're behind. It's quick. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank, thanks, Mark. Yeah, I was, hey, uh, I'll take it easy. Scotty, I, I texted the question to Scotty, why does specs are crappy stop biting mm-hmm. at certain times of the year? And uh-huh. he said that uh, their feeding greatly slows in the summer with warmer water temperature like stripers. Right. He said, and I'm in a DU business meeting right now, so I can't call in. So we okay. can't get him to call and, in and, this morning. And, and, and here's another example. When, whenever I went fly fishing mm-hmm. with, with Mark, and, and it was in January, freezing, snowing. Yeah. Okay? And the trout are just biting like crazy. You know, and, you know, and and so I, I was obviously talking to the guy, loving it. And I'm like, man, what's it like in the summertime? He goes, man, you can't catch one. And, and and you're talking about you're talking thing. about creeks that are coming off the mountains yeah, that are still thing. cold, yeah, but they won't, they won't they won't eat. Same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Anyway, yeah. all right, we got a break. Nine zero four six four one ten ten to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Well, we got way behind, as usual, uh-huh. so we're going to get caught up here real quick. But if you need to get caught up on your chores around the house, Coastal Equipment has some equipment to help you get those jobs done. Uh-huh. Two locations to serve. You go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com to find out all the equipment that they have, which is including the Kubota line and all the steel power equipment. All right, let's go talk to Candy. She's got uh, some judge info. I don't know. Are we talking about judge like that sits on a the court? Gun. Or a oh, gun. Gun, yeah. Morning, Candy. Judge. Good morning. How are y'all? Good. Good. I was going to tell you, a dead shoots a 410 and a 45 long colt. Okay. Not a 22. Not a 22. Yeah. Governor, governor is by Smith and Wesson, and it shoots a 410, 45 long, and a 45 ACP. Now, is that over and under, or are they side by side barrels? No, they're all revolvers. Okay, revolving. Yep. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Chambered. Okay. That's the one he was talking about being a snake gun. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now that's a, ta- a Taurus weapon, right? Yes, yeah, like Taurus. They have the jug, and then they have the public defender, which okay. is like Taurus. And they're the same gun. The public defender is just a little smaller, right? More polymer. So, so Candy, uh, where do you get your knowledge from? 
I work at a gun shop. Ah, <laughs> I knew she was a pro. She was straight yeah. up expert. Yeah, well, that's awesome. I'm she's like, hey, to... listen, you need to tell the guys that. And I was I, like, uh, you're going to have to tell them. because yeah, I wasn't going to question Kirk because, I mean, I knew that the judge shot 410 and then a, a, a pistol round, but I didn't know which. Yeah, I didn't know which it was mm-hmm. either. Yeah. Yeah, I, I the assume. 45 long pole. Yeah. Yeah, can okay. try putting a 22 pistol or a 22 bullet in that cylinder. That hold the 410? Yeah. It'll go right through. I think it'll just fall out. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. Now, so, doesn't Taurus make yeah. a 22 mag rotary like that, too? They make a TX-22, which is a semi-automatic, and it's only a long rifle. And then the Magnum, the 22 Magnum? No, I haven't seen the Taurus Magnum. All yeah. right. So, Candy, we, we've had these 22. questions about... Mm-hmm. Guns, shotguns that are good for mm-hmm. sporting clays, traps, skeet. Uh, in your opinion, give us give us a couple thoughts on what are good over and under value shotguns. Over and under value, Stoger. Say again. That's a good Stoger. Stoger. Yeah. S T O G E R. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And hey, what are they? What yeah. do they cost? Uh, three ninety nine and up. Okay. Depending on what you're getting. And uh, I think they're made by Benelli also. Okay. That, that was a weapon that Benelli. Walmart sold a lot of, I believe. Yes. And uh, now Walmart doesn't sell much. No. <laughs> no, they're, no, not yeah, they're, 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 they're on the other side. The right. they're, they're, yeah. 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 Um, but they are getting some ammo back, which is good. Gosh, you know, and the some cost of the, of the ammo has just been... It's so expensive. Wow. It's, uh, it's ridiculous. It, it, We're online every day shopping for it. We're the only place pretty much in Jacksonville that has 410. Yeah, that's But great. they're high. What, like right now, what's the cost? What's the, what's the box of 12-gauge uh, number eights for sporting clays cost? 20 bucks. That's insane. 1999 and up. Wow, that's that's, that's, and, that's just uh, crazy! Wow, remember remember the days when you could get it for on sale for two ninety nine? Yeah, I mean, I I, 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 I can, are forty nine dollars. Oh yeah, four ten's crazy. I mean, if, if you're shooting a four ten, you're not you don't buy four tens. You you load four ten. Kirk, do you remember <laughs> when you would would, would go into Win Dixie? This was a long time ago. Really? Listen to me now. Yeah, pallets of shotgun shells out front. Yep. Pallets. Wow. And, I mean, and, and it, a lot of paper shells, too. Yeah, a lot of paper shells. I mean, it, it yeah. was, mm-hmm. it, and, 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 you know, before dove season, which was a big deal around here at the time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, they'd sell out pallets of, of number eight, you know, the old. Can you imagine yep. the reaction if you had a pallet of shotgun shells out in front of the Win Dixie <laughs> nowadays? Now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It would there would there would be people outside with posters. Classic. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, Candy, thank you thank so you much Candy. for uh, straightening straightening us out. Yes. Uh, can I tell you one joke? Yes. All right. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? A sleepwalking nun. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? Oh, you got me. You ready? Yeah. A Roman Catholic. That's good. I liked it. Athlete. Yeah. I liked it. That's like I liked it. That's my top gun question of the day. Was the nun a blonde? 
Oh, goodness <laughs> gracious. Not sure she had the thing on her head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Candy. Thanks, Candy. Yes. Thank y'all. Y'all All have right. a great day. Appreciate it. All right. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, take some more phone calls here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. All these gun questions and ammo questions, look, uh, one place to get that stuff, Wild West Guns and Golds. Victor and the crew do a great job, and uh, thank you to Victor for donating the Glock, which was raffled off. And the funny thing is the guy that won it is actually working on Victor's house. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so How ironic is that? It worked out good. Yeah, that's And that cool. was, uh, we had uh, uh, Joe ended up pulling in. Joe Foster was pulling the, the winning tickets. I had six tickets. I was hoping to be the winner, but I was not the winner. Yeah, I had six too, and I missed it by two. Did you? On two. one of them? Yep. On the Glock, two? Yep. All right. Two. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a question about kayak fishing from Tim. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I kayak fish in uh, the Palm Valley area. I did a couple of charters with uh, Captain Leon Dana and uh, used some of the techniques that he did, a light jig head with uh, live shrimp or live mud minnows. But my question is, when the tidal coefficient is real low, my luck is good. So when the current's not really ripping, I seem to do a lot better than when the uh, – Tidal coefficient is real high, and the current is really ripping. So I'm going to go out tomorrow, and the tidal coefficient is real high. And I've tried using heavier jig heads. Uh, I've tried using different techniques. But I was wondering if you could give me any suggestions on uh, what I might be doing wrong or where I should be so, going so, differently. Uh, uh, so here's, here's – Great question. Yeah, great question. So here's my suggestion. Um, the, all of those places that you're fishing at low tide, most of them – Probably somewhere around there, there's an oyster bar, correct? Correct. All right. So on the high tide, um, Cajun Thunder, foot and a half of 15-pound fluorocarbon split shot, two-aught kale hook, as, as simple as it get. hook that shrimp or, or mud minnow. But if you hook the shrimp in the horn, hook the mud minnow from, from the bottom lip up. But fish over the tops of those oyster beds – up into with float rig with a float rig up uh, up to the edge of the grass because I know all those places that you're fishing and it's it is a totally different fishery. I mean, there's 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 low tide fishing and there's high tide fishing, and you you're you're not going to have much luck taking a quarter ounce jig head on a high tide and throwing it on an oyster bed. But if you'll take that cork and float it across that 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 oyster bed or up against the grass. You'll 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 find fish. Well, and you cover and you'll you'll cover more ground effectively yep. with that. And here's the reality: when the tide is high, it's more room for the fish to spread out. Correct. So you will always, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, you will catch more fish the lower the tide. It shrinks the area that they can be in. Right. I mean, that's kind of just it's common sense, but. You can. I've had some places that where you catch a lot of fish on high tide, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's harder. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, it's yeah. harder and it's oh, different. Yeah. yeah, it is. Do you ever okay, use artificial great. at all, Tim? I, I don't use a lot of artificial. All right, well, let me let me just make this suggestion because when you're fishing live bait, it's you're not covering as much ground a lot of times. Okay, when you're okay. when you're throwing artificial. You can cover more ground, and okay. and I would I would tell you you need to add 
a quarter ounce jig head or an eighth ounce jig head, even better, because you're in a kayak. And so you're going to have the ability to go into shallower water. I would have plenty of eighth ounce jig heads, maybe a quarter, and then have some gulp baits to be able to put on that because you can cover a lot of ground with a with an artificial bait because mm-hmm. you're constantly working it. Okay. I, I that That's all good. I – Tim, I, I kayak fish. That's all I fish with. I don't. I don't, don't worry about live bait. I don't worry about live bait. Right. I don't, and I catch. I catch plenty of fish. Yep. Okay. I guess I'm just a creature of habit. When I went out with Captain Dana, we we just killed it with the, uh, the live shrimp and mud minnows. Hey, so, we, uh, we we we're, we're all guilty of that. <laughs> yeah. We're all you guilty. Get, you, of that. You, you do it a certain way, and then yeah. you kind of. I don't want to say you get in a rut, but you just get to doing things one way. Yeah. And I, I used to be all live bait, mm-hmm. but since I've gotten a kayak, look, you know this, Tim, it's a pain in the rear to kind of carry live bait sometimes in a kayak. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. and that's, that kind of takes away from some of the fun of it in my, in my mind. So, so unless I'm fishing like fiddler crabs, which is easy to get, easy to carry in a kayak, I mean, I, I'm going to throw artificials for the most part and I, and I'll, I'll catch fish. Uh, and the nice thing about kayak with an eighth ounce jig head and a gulp curly tail or a gulp, uh, gulp uh, swim bait, I mean, I can cover some serious ground. With a uh, jig head and a live shrimp or a float rig, I'm covering maybe 40% of the area that I'm covering throwing artificials. Right. Agreed. Okay, great. Sounds great. I really appreciate it, guys. All right, buddy. All right, thank you, Tim. Have a good day. All right, appreciate it. All right, so I got, I got, a, I got a story to share. Okay, stories. Okay, so stories. I'm – uh, uh, we're getting ready to do the shoot. Uh-huh. Okay, my phone rings, and it's uh, a Derek. He's my forester mm-hmm. for for the property. You know, consult me and you know how to do things, etc. So we're got this planning crew out there where we're planning where the tip moth had damaged some pine trees. So he gets there and uh, and and he's like, "Hey, look, you know, can we go down this one road below this small food plot and?" And because uh, I can see kind of a road that goes down there, I said, Derek, I said, Oof. yeah, it looks good, but yeah, you don't want to go down there. No. I said, it, it gets wet. And he goes, well, it looks like it's up on, you know, it's up on hill. I said, it is on a hill. I said, but it's kind of weird. I said, it's, it's on the side of a hill, but it gets really wet. I, I know exactly you, what you're you got places about. like oh, that, I, right? I, I couldn't go off the road this week. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Cause it's been, I mean, that rain that happened last oh, weekend. Oh. So, uh, so I, we did the shoot and he, and so I told him, I told him another way to kind of get to where he wanted to go without going down that way. I said, Hey, look, you can go around, go down this road. And then you come down at the bottom of where you're talking about. I said, so you got plenty of access that way. And, um, so they were planting. So I get there late afternoon and I drive around, I find out where they are and, and I didn't see Derek, but I, I saw the crew that was planning and, and the guy that was doing that talked with them for a bit. And head on back, and I have, was doing a couple uh, things, uh, plum, fixing some plumbing. And so here comes uh, Derek in his pickup truck, and he's got a, he's got time two vehicles. One is it's one that he drives when the weather's good, and he's mm-hmm. doing a lot of mileage. It's you know like a smaller SUV, a little bit more economical. Right. Well, this time he's got his truck because he had to pick up seedling trees to bring and mm-hmm. you know boxes and all that kind of stuff and he pulls up and it looks like he's been in a mud bog Uh-oh. and uh hey anyway, we got to talk and all that kind of stuff and he says uh hey uh 
because uh, you know he said that tractor right there he said uh you mind if I borrow that tractor for a minute i'm like what do you need he goes well mm-hmm. he goes, remember that place you told me to not go i said yeah <laughs> he goes, yeah we 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 went down that yeah he said you got stuck didn't you he said yep sure did i said well uh, what's stuck he said the trailer <laughs> he said we oh, got well, the truck well. out he said because we had a winch yeah and he said but uh the trailer uh, it's not coming out yeah well, I, I don't remember a few years ago, I had a big dumpster brought in, mm-hmm. and and it was it's a power line. Yeah, it's dry as heck, mm-hmm. but there's this one little spot that 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 that, it, and I'm telling you, it's this time of year that when it gets wet, you ain't getting past it. Nope. No. And so, dude came to pick up the the dumpster. Yeah. You know those trucks are big, big and heavy, big and heavy. Oh no, and he buried it. Buried it. Oh, <laughs> all right, buried it. <laughs> And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Can't so, get that out with a tractor. Oh, uh, uh, so they got contacts, right? Big, big equipment. They call in the grader. The, gr- the road the grader. The motor grader. Really? The road grader. Ooh. Stuck the grader. Stuck the grader. Stuck, I got the grader stuck. I got that. Really? Stuck. The truck and the grader stuck. And I'm like, what is next? Front end loader. Skitter. Here it comes. They buried that. Oh, no. no. Yeah. Oh, I, I, got, I got stuff. Uh, it's just. Tearing and they're up, tearing it up. Tearing it up, dude. There's no trees. There's no there's no nothing to pull these guys out. And they they finally get a bulldozer? They 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 did. They brought in a bulldozer, a D six. Mm-hmm. Wide with, track D six, yeah, probably. With, with with a long, Chain, long cable. Cable. Winch. Yep. And they pulled them all out one at a time. Wow. But I I'm like, tore up some so what you said, I'm like, no, I, I'm like, I don't think you should, you know. It's just that one spot, and it doesn't look wet. But when it gives way, you're you're done. Fargo, we got that same wet spot. It's been there for twenty yep. something years. And Miss Patricia will call me here or, or Judd. Yeah, go, we want to go down there by the river. I go, nah, you really don't want to. Yeah. How about nah? We're going to just scoot. I said I wouldn't do it if I was you. I tell, I've told him that. I've told Will. I said don't. I don't take. I don't think I'd take that truck down there, man. And Kyle took his truck down there one day, big two fifty. Oh, and he got it out of there, but buddy, he would he buried he it, slung some mud in the buddy, process. He came out of there, and he looked like he'd covered that black it, truck it, in mud. It, it, so I I put the pallet forks on the tractor uh-huh. on the front end loader and drove down to it, put it in four wheel drive, and pulled right to where I laid the pallet forks right up underneath or over the top of the tongue, chained it, mm-hmm. and then lifted it, and then mm-hmm. just backed it out. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a muddy mess. Yeah, it's a, it's a muddy mess. It, that's it, that mud is of a different kind of a grade than what we're used to over on the coast. You know, it's just not the same. It's almost like well, glue. The, literally, this stuff. It's like that, glue that, that once you break through the grass, mm-hmm. I, it it, tur- it turns into a bog. It's unbelievable. Yeah, some places are like that. Yeah, it's just they, I mean, it's like clay. Yeah, they get boggy. I mean, uh, Chip kept Chip Lingo would turn around one just and, 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 and you know two wheel drive. He just. I had to go get the tractor to pull him out because he just had no traction. The the worst thing I ever stuck, I was putting in a fire break one time, and I had the and I was putting in the fire break at night, okay, because oh, it's getting ready to burn the next day. Right. I'm like, all right, let me hurry up and get this fire break in, and and I stuck the the four wheel drive, and this is you know this is like a this is a ninety yeah. horsepower four wheel drive John Deere. I I buried it to the to the chassis all the way to the frame. Yep, uh, and. Uh, the next day, God, what a mess! Thank goodness for Mister Emmett. Mm-hmm. He's the best. He came over and brought the bulldozer, 
Mm-hmm. And and that's the only thing that would take it out. Absolutely. And bulldozer. Yeah. And had to pull that thing out. And I learned a lesson on that. Yeah. When, and, when, and, and by the way, I've learned that, seriously because I have mowed my fire brakes and I, I haven't turned them over yet. And I'm like, I ain't doing it. I, but I, I there, there's no way. I mean, I, I might be able to get to them at the end of th- this week coming up. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But, but you do I'd not, till... you do not take a tractor yeah. off of the hard road or clay road right now. You just mm. don't do it. Yeah, yeah it gets a little sketchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. needless to say, after the uh, the planting crews and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, I'll be I'll be out there with a box blade mm-hmm. fixing plenty of ruts. Plenty of ruts. Yeah. Just fun stuff. All right, uh, uh, before we take a break, let's talk to Rick here about an ammo issue. Morning, Rick. Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Good. Good. Hey, hey, the ammo problem is twofold. First, the federal government restricts the amount of ammunition that can be built in the United States. The other half of that is all the ammo companies have to disclose how much they're going to build of what, and the federal government has to buy off on it. So there's the supply problem. The other side of it is the demand problem where people are hoarding ammo. You know, I mean, I realize it's a lot more expensive than it used to be, but if people wouldn't hoard ammo in their house because they're afraid, you know, the big one's coming, there'd be more availability of ammo for everyone, and the price would probably come down because the demand wouldn't be as great. But the bottom line is the federal government restricts the amount of ammo production in the United States for no reason. Yeah, but see, that would be... Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? <laughs> oh boy. Well, because mm-hmm. I, me- I mentioned this earlier, yep. b- b- a comment that I've, mm. you know, you kind of feel at times that you just don't truly understand right. the grasp mm-hmm. or the breadth of some government influence. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I don't disagree with you, Rick, at all. I mean, I think no. in a lot of cases you're right. And we need to realize that there's a lot of things that are going on that that is the explanation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yep. no question. Thanks, buddy. Yep. We got to run. Have a good weekend. Yep, All right. Thank you, Rick. Rick. All right. Uh, one more segment. We'll do yeah. a weather. We'll do a tides and a Kirby Co. Kirby cooking Co. tip of the week I'm right here at it. on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Might be a few rednecks in here. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe just a couple. Yeah. All right. Welcome back. To the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, and it's time now for the Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week, and this one comes from Mr. Chris himself. That's right, darn tootin'. And uh, Grumpy, Grumpy, last oh, no. week. I'll talk about this. I'm happy as a lark. He got a little standard feed and seed pimento cheese. Oh, did I ever. Courtesy of Mr. Frank Walmire, which, by the way, the pimento cheese was outstanding. Incredible. But, uh, Chris, you did something a little different with it. Usually you put that stuff on a chip. Right. Or, uh, and, in my yeah. case, I like it on Fritos. And I, don't, and I don't do the chip thing, you know, for dietary mm-hmm. reasons or, you know, whatever else. So, um, so it was either just scoop it out with a spoon and suck it down like that. Or mm-hmm. uh, we did this week in my uh, trusty air fryer, we actually air fried filets. Oh, nice! Yeah, like yeah, filet yeah. mignon. Yes, came out great, and uh, and so just looking for something you know a little you, different. You, you know what else we've we've put it on at mm-hmm. times, and this is carry cucumbers, 
Slice cucumbers. Oh, yeah, really? Pimento oh, yeah. cucumbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I like excellent. it. So, yeah. so I know, you know, sometimes at them, their fancy steakhouses, you know, they'll put like Parmesan crusted steak or whatever else. Yeah. So, yeah, crab like, topping, yeah. Bernays sauce, I yeah. mean, hollandaise, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I ain't that foo-foo, but I was like, you know what? I'm wondering, I'm wondering. So I put a little bit on, took a bite, and I was like, oh. oh. And see, here's the key. Now, here's the key is the the particular – you talked about that stuff having this this little kind of a zip to it. There's like a little tanginess to it, right? That's right. He said he's got three kinds of pepper in there to give it yeah. that little bit of zing. Yeah, and so that zing – really really complements the steak and then later on in the week i did it with a pork chop oh yeah i did nice. it on both of them and hey, and i'm you. telling you man fantastic so grab you some of that from standard feed and seed and then put it on whatever meat you're cooking and i'm telling you it's gonna All be right. great great stuff. that's your Good kirby deal. co builders uh cooking tip of the week kirby co builders industry leader and proven provider of framing drywall interior and extra finishing on both commercial and residential products. What was that? What was that? <laughs> that, was that, was, that was the tail end of uh, uh, Blake Shelton Boys Around oh, here. Oh. That oh. just wasn't done playing yet. Right, right. okay. But yeah, that, uh, that that's a cool little thing. Um, uh, I will say that that pimento cheese, I still have a little bit left. I didn't crush it all, but it's probably going to be mm. gone by the weekend. And uh, Frank... We're ready for the next batch. And Agreed. I, and and I will tell you, I dropped a, one of the containers off to Gordon. Yes. Gordon was in agreement. It was the best pimento cheese that he's ever had. He said that Valerie said the same thing. And, and that uh, Frank needs to seriously think about making this on a commercial level. Agreed. It's that good. And, I, and, 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 and it was funny, though, because when he talked about it, and, and when you know whatever whatever you got again you guys know more than but whenever you're making something for five people ten people that's different than making it for a hundred oh the, yeah the, the ingredients no are different yep. I mean that's it's right. uh, yeah. you know you can't you can't just make up because I, I watch Carrie do her uh, dattle pepper mustard it, you know she's it, it takes a long time to do ten jars. Yeah, you know, you, that's you, right. It's 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 totally different. But yeah, Jeff. When, when, but when you get into a commercial, uh, uh, making it, you may lose that that little edge, right? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah. So. It, yeah you got to be deliberate about that kind right. of stuff for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, George Marsh just. Uh, I was trying to find a word earlier in the show to uh-huh. describe something. I couldn't quite come out with it, but George solved the mystery. Oh, and oh, good. The, and the magic word? Uh, can't say it on air. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, doesn't have anything to do with balloons, does it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank you, George. I uh, appreciate that. And uh, Robbie chimed in and said that uh, he was looking for some different music, Chris. When we were talking about Ladies' Night, which is tonight at the Hagen Ace Hardware Store down in Green Cove, uh-huh. yeah, he yeah. was hoping that you were going to play lady. "Dude Looks Like a Lady." Oh, I see a little. Oh, he thought he was right. hoping that you know you you might kind of catch on, right? But, yeah, well, uh, obviously you didn't, so you no. fell short. No, uh, well, hey, hey, another reminder, guys: uh, two weeks tournament time. El Chipo. Yeah, El Chipo. Yeah. We got to we gotta register. March 4th. Yeah. I got I to gotta register. Big Bill gave me a code for, he did. for he, my he, registration. Yeah, he, he asked me, he said, did Lockerman get I his haven't code? done it yet, okay, but so. I will. Okay. I will. And I, I think Tara and Dylan and Taylor are, are all entering in the kayak division. Good for them. Yeah. Don't you feel guilty? 
Leaving well, them by themselves no. and going with not at no, all. No, I could I could have told you that he no. doesn't know. Way. Team El Cheapo, <laughs> okay. Right. Myself, so, Mike so Case, very, Fred Miles, yeah, yeah. Dave Edwards. Right. Uh-huh. That is unchanging. Okay. So what? What if? What if all of a sudden they called Jeremy Alvarez and said, "You know, Jeremy, we really don't want to fish our kayaks. We want to charter you for the El Cheapo. That'd be fine. Would there be competition between you and them?" Am I breathing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, the, the one uh, person that may be more competitive than me oh. is my wife. Okay, I, mine too. I, I, I'm with you. Yep. Because, I, yeah, uh, there's no doubt. When, so there, there's always okay. competition. Okay, all right. Just, okay, the problem yeah. is is that she's got the better deer stand, and she always ends up winning. <laughs> The deer competition. Oh, sure, she she's is taking the, the better stand. stand. I hope, I hope yeah. she's listening. It's the stand. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah. Now it's always competitive. It's always good. It's always good. Yes, it is. All right, let's do another tides, another weather, and a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig. We had a call earlier that talked about the beef ribs, and I will tell you that uh, the Bearded Pig did a tremendous job, and uh, kudos to them because they, they had to cook for – Kirk, what, 150 people oh, yeah. at the shoot? Easy. And they did a great job. And the, 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 the folks that were there from the Bearded Pig that, that handled it, they did a great job. Food was hot. Food was uh, moist. Oh, it was outstanding. Tasty. Salads were cold. Mm. It was I mean, moist. It was, it was really good. Cookies. And, 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 I heard a lot of and, things and, about and those Chris, cookies. Um, Jeff didn't even cut in line this year. No, I didn't. Oh, he's, not, what? he's not a line cutter anymore. Nope. Wow. I did not. I did not. I the waited guilt the end. set in. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, today, northeast winds 15 to 20, 4 to 5 feet. Tomorrow, east winds 5 to 10, 3 to 4. Monday, west winds 5 to 10, 2 to 3. Mm. Tuesday, southwest 10 to 15, 2 to 3. Monday and Tuesday are going to be some days mm-hmm. to get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mark them down on your counter. Wednesday, south winds five to ten. Another day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are going to be heavenly. Yep. Yeah. To get out and fish and uh, to be in the outdoors. And the tides report brought to you by Angie Subs. Can't wait. We'll be there today. Me and Taylor. And uh, I told her I said if you want to go to Angie's, you got to go with me to work out, so that we can earn our calories oh. today at Angie's. You know, because we got to have the French fries. Right. Right. Uh, it's on its way out right now because the low tide is going to be at 12.51 p.m. This afternoon, that's a negative 0.57. And then uh, tomorrow in the morning, you got a high tide at 7.47 a.m. That's a 5.29. Logs, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, has some other fine sponsors. Strike Zone, mm-hmm. Angie Subs. <laughs> Again, I'll be there today. Steenhatchee River Club, Valentino Boats, Tire Outlet, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine Construction, Consignment Boat Sales, LV Hires Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Ladies Night, Duck Duck Rooter. Where, where at Ladies Night, by the way? Green Coast Springs. There you go. Okay. There you go. Standard Feed and Seed. Go to Facebook. You'll find out okay. more. Coastal Equipment. Big Pen Heating and Cooling, Claude Nolan Cadillac, The Bearded Pig, Ring Power and the Cat Rental Store, Wild West Guns and Gold. And, of course, the Nimnick family of dealerships, Chevrolet on Cassett and Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway. Folks, remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Every week there's always a tale to tell. 
something crazy or silly or scary has happened or something just